I'm hitting record right now. Sean, are you fucking kidding me? You haven't watched it? Wait, hold up. <laughs> Alright, the Star Wars trailer dropped last night. Sean still has not watched it. The new one. No. Uh, the new The Last Jedi trailer. His reasoning is, uh, that's I'm eating cereal right now. Anybody who's listening, that's uh, I'm sorry. Is. It's above eating and typical podcast etiquette. And... For me right now, sleep in general. I still, I'm, I am, I have been up for so long today, running on so little sleep. I, this is a mistake, but we're doing it anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, yeah, Sean uh, does not want to watch the Star Wars: The Last Jedi trailer uh, because director Ryan Johnson, in previous interviews and on Twitter before the trailer came out, said that he doesn't think people should watch it if they want to go in fresh and clean. Um, which was implying that it's going to be a spoilery, spoilery trailer. Uh, he has since gone back on those claims, and I've watched the trailer a bunch of times <laughs> so far. It's so good, Sean. I, uh, I just, I just spoke for you, but I, I apologize for that. You no, can, I, I'm going to eat some cereal. Talk. For so me. I, I've seen pictures like screen grabs of it and i've seen like i was scrolling through my feed and you know how like on facebook videos just start playing when you land on them i let it land on the trailer and i was like no sound i was like uh uh, how long do i watch it before i scroll down and i watched it for like another maybe 20 seconds maybe 15 seconds and then uh john boyega put it on his instagram and i maybe watched about 20 seconds. So I've probably seen collectively about 30 seconds of the trailer without any sound. So I saw the one clip where I was like, Oh my God. And I, it, which, which was the thing that made you go? Oh my God. Cause I, well, I think the first like five seconds of it, I was already like, Oh, <laughs> um, there's like the new AT-ATs in the first like three seconds, Sean. Yeah. I, that I, well, cause like the, the, thumbnail it was like so small on my screen that i didn't really like have a full scale of it but the <sighs> oh my god moment and i'm like that's what kind of it, it kind of turned me off from watching any more of it was when he ignites whatever the fuck he's got and he's like come on to uh oh. phasma and i was like mm, okay like that's like a really cool design thing that i wish i didn't know was happening so I'm fine with it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I'm over it, and it's not something I, like, haven't seen in, like, a game or anything. Like, it seems like it fits really well into the universe, I, but... I would say we've never seen anything like that for... Dude, okay. Well, it's, like, kind of a... It seems like it's a progression of, like, those droids in Revenge of the Sith, like, those things that they had. But it's not. It is, but it isn't kind of thing. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, the Magorian guards? No, not Gamorian. Gre- Grievous' guards. The Magna Guards, I think, is what they're called. And they got the purple. Yeah, and then like you get one of them gets their head cut off, and they still work, and it's crazy. Um, They're all CGI. I'm trying to because everything's um, CGI. Besides Ian McGregor and Hayden Christensen, every I could argue that Agent Christensen was CGI because everything. I was was just about to argue that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Speaking of CGI, this is my attempt at an impression of the Geonosis guns. No, they sound something like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so like big I've yellow seen, ripples. I've, 
I'm getting like a vibe from like internet reactions and like screenshots and like that's I think that's a lot because like I don't need to be sold on this movie. I'm gonna see it. I'm pumped to see it. You know what I mean? And like that's what I feel like that trailer was designed for, which I still don't get why they're marketing Star Wars so much because everyone knows it's coming out. Um except yeah. like mouth breathers, I guess. But um <laughs> But I mean, like uh, they pl- them playing it during Monday Night Football is like okay, like they're clearly marketing it to a, a huge audience. So, mm-hmm. pe- but people like me and you are like, we already know everything when it's coming out. With I next- was already very sold on it, Sean. But when we were last talking, you were like, I don't know, maybe he's gonna screw it up. I didn't I say was, I didn't say screw it up. I Not said screw it up. I know. I said it's gonna be weird. I feel like it's going to be very different, and which I like. I, no, I will appreciate it if it's weird and not doesn't play it safe. I like a movie that doesn't play it safe. That's why I think you should watch the trailer. It's not that it's weird looking. It's that it just looks. It, oh, God. The, I'm amazed. I think my favorite shot, favorite shot in the trailer might be like the third shot that they show. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I th- I'm going to try and convince you to watch this and then we'll discuss it like as you do it. Because uh, I think there'd be some premium content for this so we can be like all those assholes on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, I should, maybe we should just throw it on. But we do have to talk about Blade Runner 2049. That's why we're all here right now. Yeah, that's why we're here. But of course, we're, we got to fucking jerk off to Star Wars. I mean, talk about Star Wars. Uh, the, <laughs> Is there a difference? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. But the... Um, uh, I think it's the third shot of the trailer is probably my favorite one in it. It's incredibly simple. Uh, and I think it's when initially last night I was going to just watch. I was like, okay, I'll watch like the first couple seconds and then we'll see if I can shut it off. I wasn't able to shut it off. I have poor self-control. I text. I was texting you while it happened. I should pull up that text conversation. <laughs> Let's scroll up to last night. There's been a lot of me just sending you Emperor Palpatine. Get- oh, yeah. He's like, dude, dude, fuck, dude. Fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also on Facebook, I just kept trying to. Uh, I kept. I posted the Palpatine do it gif like three times, and it never popped up. <laughs> yeah, I just and then I tried a different one. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. You and Tom, our uh, friend of the show, Tom, uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, <laughs> Him commenting that. the trailer so funny. <laughs> okay, it's so. Like- the last message I have before we start talking about uh, the trailer is I sent you a text and I don't fully remember the context of this. I sort of do. I think it's from talking about audio quality. It just says, my room was poop, period. <laughs> yeah, that was about the That's audio. what it says. And then at 10.01, uh, I had just finished an improv practice. And I freaked out because I kept trying to convince my team during the practice. I was like, all right, if it drops, I think we should all be nerds together and band together and watch this thing. And it didn't happen at the time, which would have been fun. Uh, You text me, did you watch it? My roommate is sort of questioning whether he should have watched it or not. So I'm torn. I'm just reading our text without you (laughs) signing off. Oh, that's fine. It doesn't matter. It's whatever. Yeah. uh, I said no, not yet. You replied, Tom, mutual friend of the show, Tom, uh, said, yo, IDK if I'd watch it. Uh, then you said, I think I'm going to avoid it. And then I basically go into speculation mode where I go, oh, so I won't. And then I just say evil. This is how I text. It sounds, it's a, it must be a nightmare to fucking know me. Uh, evil Luke question mark. Do I just avoid the Internet now? Question mark. <laughs> I don't know. Speculation. <laughs> That's barely even a fucking thought. I don't know how people fucking text with me. Uh, 
Because, like, it leads to so much... This is just a whole other topic, but it leads to so much confusion between people when I try and communicate. People are like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I'm like, wasn't I clear in my text? And I go back and reread anything I've ever sent anybody. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, what... It's like trying to read your scripts, too, for Giant. I just, like, understand your language, dude. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm a terrible writer. Um, <laughs> and then you said probably. Now... In between you saying probably, and there's a bit of a pause, and then the next text is Guck, G-U-C-K, because <laughs> I had just watched the trailer. Then it says fuck, then it says Sheen, then it says Sean, and you said what, and I said fuck man, you said what, with like four A's, and then I just said dude, and you said what, and then I said it's so good. Oh my god, the trailer you replied? I just said ye, which is the thing I've been doing recently. Uh, and then I said, I mean, period, there's a lot, because now I start thinking of like all the things I know are kind of going to happen that like the trailer does. It shows you things. And like the first trailer is a good teaser where it's similar to the first Force Awakens one, where it's just kind of like the Force Awakens trailer was just like a uh, popsicle speeder, a uh, girl in the desert. Uh, uh, cross guard lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Millennium Falcon's back. Yeah. yeah. And this, the first trailer teaser for this was kind of similar. Like there's a lot more context, but because now we know who all these people are. Oh, the Force Awakens one also introduced everyone to BB-8, who's BB great. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> do encourage that. Uh, I said, I mean, there's a lot. You replied, should I watch? And I said, just visually, because I was. Kind of, I think I was completing my last thought where I was like, there's, oh my God, there's a lot just visually. Um, you said, is it spoilery? Uh, I said, I think the unknown is good, but this isn't terrible. And then I said, I don't, but this isn't terrible, question mark. <laughs> and then I said, I don't know. We stumbled into some good content because what the fuck did <laughs> I don't understand a word I, I was saying. And then I said, I don't know. Uh, you said, me, uh, Tom and my roommate seemed to think it wasn't worth watching. Uh, I said, watch the first half if you got it, which is ultimately what you did. Then you said, uh, I'm still debating, uh, LMAO. And then uh, some time passed and I just said, do it. And then you said, the, <laughs> then you said the gift of Palpatine going, do it. And you said, that's you. And then I Googled, uh, Palpatine, uh, laughing because I wanted to get the episode three. Like, ha. <laughs> When he's Where it's throwing like, the things at Yoda. Yeah, and it almost sounds like he's laughing lasers. It's weird. Uh, and then <laughs> this morning, it does. It's a really weird sound. It, it's <laughs> it's you, you definitely have that sound burned into your brain. I know you do. <laughs> you know exactly I, the one I'm talking about. I have about. way too many weird and odd sound effects from Star Wars burned into my brain. That's true. Pretty like Misa and... <laughs> <laughs> and also just like the Wilhelm scream. I get so triggered when I hear the Wilhelm scream now. It's like, uh, it's pretty funny. Oh, you get triggered from it? Are you okay? Yeah. It's like, ah, Wilhelm scream. Ah, it's in every movie now. Yeah. Uh, and then this morning uh, I texted you and I said, I don't feel like I know the context for anything. And you said fair a couple hours later because I guess you woke up. I had to wake up, I had to wake up at like 5 a.m. Uh, this morning, so I'm very tired. Um, and I got home at like 8. But... Uh, and then you texted me at five saying you're seeing Blade Runner, and basically here we are. Um, that was a rest of it good just, segue. 
Yeah, here we go. Look at that. That was our first. That might have been our first good segue. <laughs> I'm probably not. Uh, I don't know, but this was a pretty good one. Uh, let's not dwell on it. <laughs> I'm gonna eat some cereal. I'm gonna eat some cereal. Cereal I'm break. Mutant. Anyway, yeah. So I today at work. Um, uh, in the morning, I got there, and it's me and one of my my one coworker. Who like we just talked about movie shit, and I got to him starting to do the thing. Um, yeah, uh, he I was talking to him. He had just seen Blade Runner. He was off for a couple of days, so we were talking about Blade Runner. And then I was like, "Oh, did you see the uh, Star Wars trailer?" He's like, "No, not yet." So on the way over to our job, my boss saw it, who we were with, and on the way over to the job, he um, played it on his phone. And in the car, like my boss, like turned down all the, the music and everything just so he could watch it. And it was like it was pretty great. Then when we got back to our office, we recently got a newer space for for stuff. And we have a projector that isn't fully set up, but we because we were eating breakfast basically when we got back because we had a really early start. And it was like okay, we're gonna throw up this projector and we're gonna watch the fucking Star Wars trailer on this because we need that projector set up soon. Anyway, and we do that, and we watch the trailer like three times, and like we were just kind of doing like shot by shot, like looking at some of the details. And there's like that shot of the uh, the new walkers. Mm. It's a little bit. It's really fast, but like if you pause it, there's regular ATATs in there, and they go up to like the thing's thighs. <laughs> They're fucking massive. Uh, it's like. Well, that's it's so good. that's why I'm avoiding it because I feel like I would do that and like I just would. Pick. We started to, and I started to make connections to things, and I was getting pissed off actually. Yeah, I, I think that's why I think you should watch it once and just kind of be fine with it, and don't do any breakdowns or anything like that. Like Mr. Sunday Movies, who I really like on YouTube, uh, I sort of half watched his uh, trailer breakdown, and I feel like a lot of it was him avoiding. Uh, actually discussing it like he was just like here's some he's like and here's a plot hole and then he just went on a two minute tangent about like how the Jabba rescue doesn't make any sense it's it's, it's a good it's good he, he's been saying for months he doesn't want to do any more trailer breakdowns or anything he's been debating doing them for The Last Jedi just because he's like I he on YouTube he's like the guy who's like ends up doing like the 10 things you might have missed in the trailers mm. and he's like Sometimes it just ruins the movie mm. for him for himself. And he's like, I just kind of, I just want to bloody enjoy it, mate. I didn't really put on the accent, but yeah. Know, accent. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the internet, I was talking to uh, my roommate about this last night. The internet just kind of allows for watching and rewatching. And now like you can kind of piece together a lot of stuff. If you have any understanding of like basic understanding of editing and like sound clips versus whether or not it's actually being spoken in that moment. And, uh, and there's a lot, there's a lot of those, which is, I think is a good thing because it's just like, I don't know when the fuck anything, any, I really, there's a couple things I started figuring out how they connect, but I still don't understand overall. And I have a couple guesses of like, when certain set pieces and things will happen. That's, that's the other thing too. I kind of like, don't want to know what the finale is or whatever it is, or even like, I don't think I know what the finale is going to, they probably didn't show it. Yeah. Like our theory for justice league. Yeah. Which is, that's probably a good trailer to break down. Cause that actually might, 
be a, a good breakdown. You just want to talk about Justice nah, League. No, I don't. Goddamn asshole. I know. Yeah. I do. No, nah, I know. I, I, I do appreciate their marketing, though, because I was like, at first I was like kind of bummed. I was like, this trailer didn't really do anything. And I was like, oh, wait, that's a good thing, I think. Yeah. I think it's cemented where it's like, this is what we've been working on. You've like been able to see the drastic differences, like where it's gotten to this point. And at different points during the day, because we watched that one, too, when we had the fucking projector set up. Sweet. We watched that Pacific Rim and, like, something else. Um, the uh, the the trailer music for the Justice League uh, trailer is really awesome. Whatever that cover of Heroes is, is, like, mm. pretty fucking great. And, um, it's, I don't know. That's another popular trailer thing now is to use, like, a new cover of... I think Slow. Logan Logan started that kind of I guess was um, with uh, Hurt Johnny Cash even though that's a, like an older song it's just like yeah. it's a cover of a Nine Inch Nails song and uh, I I always think of um, San Andreas the the rock movie no really I, it, it oh, uh, had yeah. like a really slow California oh, yeah. dreaming. Yeah, it, I don't. It is a, a a thing though now. Very popular for movies to do that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, but yeah, I I'm actively avoiding it. I'll probably just cave and watch it at some do point. It. Or I do what it. I would really like to do is pop that in like my first viewing of it be before either Thor or Justice League. Um, cause then I'd be like a whole like experience instead of just like watching yeah. it on a phone or watching it like, cause I'll, I'll probably be too, like, I'm not going to get out of my chair and like leave during previews, you know? So I, if I'm going to watch it, it might be in that yeah. situation. And that way I won't like, I'm hoping it won't ruin my movie experience of me just constantly thinking about the star Wars trailer while I'm like watching Thor <laughs> justice league. But uh, at least, like, I'll have that to kind of distract me from it instead of just falling mm-hmm. down the rabbit hole of, like, on the internet. Like, oh, I got to figure out what's, you know what I, I mean? Like, I think again, that, that might be my I don't want to figure any of this stuff out. Yeah. Like, I've inadvertently, it's literally, like, visual cues are the things that I've, like, uh, where it's, like, we were pausing it and I was kind of, like, I did not want to be doing that while we were doing it at work. Um, but it's what ended up happening anyway, where mm-hmm. it's, like, I don't know what any of it means, but there's enough of like visual connections to a couple things where it's like that. I it's it's basically like I think a couple of these things all take place at the same place in the same place. Yeah. Even if they don't look like it, which is again, I'm like whatever. I don't know what this place is. I'm not gonna read anything about it anymore. I don't want to. I'm. I. I there's so many good visuals in the trailer though, and I was I started saying this and I didn't finish this point. I think it's the third shot. And to know, because again, I wanted to convince you to watch it, but I don't think you're going to. And yeah, your reasons are good. I, I think it'll get, you'll probably get caught watching it at the trail in the theaters at some point, And that's probably going to be fun. You're going to freak the fuck out, I bet. Um, <laughs> that's like, uh, that, that, like the music. Yeah. The music in this trailer, Sean, is so good. It's just like John Williams, like Megamix volume 28. I don't, I don't fucking know. But it's eight, nine, I guess, yeah. we're on now, if you count Rouge One. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, but that he was didn't a score it. Yeah, Giacchino. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's it's an overhead shot, and it's looking down, and it's like blackish mud that's kind of wet. It's like a cave entrance, and uh, there's like scrap. There's like scrape lines, like things have been like things have been dragged through the mud, and underneath it's kind of red, and then. Kylo Ren is walking forward, and there's just like a battalion of stormtroopers behind him, and he's in all black. 
which contrasts off the wet and red and black ground, which and then it's just like white, the white of the new new uh, stormtroopers just falling behind him, and it's just and it's like looking straight down and it's slightly askew so they don't like walk like directly into the middle of the bottom of the frame or anything like that, and it's so simple and I was like whoa. I was like oh whoa, that there's a couple other Kylo Ren shots where it's like him in the mask, the wall behind him is like that fucking Imperial guard red. And then like, it's like black, like right behind him. And it's just like his helmet, like moves down and it just looks amazing. You saw the phasma Finn stuff. Hmm. They are fighting. He's fighting her with some sort of light that with that lightning spinny thing, uh, that, that the traitor, the traitor guy used from, um, from force awakens. And there, it's like everything's exploding around them, and it's like he's fighting her with that, and she has that silver armor. It like it's like what's the coolest fucking environment for that silver armor to be in? Let's see it, and then we do. <laughs> it's it's stuff like that where it's like I I'm fine showing that they're gonna fight because I was talking about this with people at work. Finn and Ray are both kind of dumb. Like Ray is dumb basically because she's. Like she literally like lived in the in in like a hole in the ground, like a hobbit sort of. Not an actually, she lived in like an old ATAT or something. Yeah. But she she's very capable, and like that's where her intelligence and resources come from. Uh, Fit Finn was educated, but he's like super sheltered, and now he's like kind of learning. Uh, he's like bursting out of that bubble kind of and stuff like that. So he's kind of dumb and he's cocky and stuff like that. Finn has stumbled into having an arch enemy and like he's dumb and like I I just like the idea where it's just like yeah we're gonna put you in the trash we're gonna put you in the trash compactor and then she's she's way more badass than like we got to see she let herself get like beaten then but it's like she's not gonna fucking let that happen again and he's so dumb that it's like yeah She's. I hope she kicks the shit out of him. Mm. Like I don't really want to see him win that fight. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And I'm like, I, that, I'm glad that that's happening too. Because like now it's like everyone's like, oh, why didn't Phasma fight him? I'm like, that's why. Because mm-hmm. they were dragging it Long out. Con. Yeah. Not. They're not yeah. blowing their load in episode seven. Exactly. It's like it's things like that that are all good. The Luke. Shit, I'm just talking about things in the trailer as vaguely as possible. The Luke stuff's real good. Kylo's stuff's real good. The trailer feels like it's more focused on him. Um, the uh, the fact, though, that they're bringing back Han Solo as, like, a cyborg is, like, <laughs> that was a weird money shot for the end of the trailer. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> I was trying. Like, I was trying to just roll past. I was, I was gonna. I was gonna ask if Han Solo was a Force ghost, and then you came in with a Han Solo joke. So the only reason why I caught on to that right away because yeah. I was already thinking about like, oh, is Han Solo. I, I should have been like Simon Pegg's back, uh, <laughs> and he Hunker plug. And it, there's a shot of him just like physically choking Ray, and she's like freaking out. Like, I don't know, some <laughs> bullshit like that. Um, that's like more uh, plausible. They go, to, they go to Naboo and hang out with the Gungans for a hot second. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that Jar Jar's back, it's that Boss Nass is back, and he's <laughs> real old. Uh, yeah, you sa think? <laughs> he's, he's so slow, he's like, you sa think sa. <laughs> 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 
Okay. <laughs> he still does it. <laughs> um, Honestly, if they brought Boss Nass back as like real old and kind of like whatever, it's like there's that book that like did a final story for Jar Jar where he's like a clown on Naboo mm. and like mm-hmm. everyone, everyone hates him in the universe because they know that he gave the Chancellor ultimate power. And it, like he just performs for kids, and like because they're the only ones that don't really understand the weight of everything he's done. And it's like a weird, like one-off story. It's like, oh, that's kind of great. Just give me a last boss mass story, please. <laughs> Where did he end up? Yeah, he probably died on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> like realistically, what, how else is boss mass gonna go? <laughs> it's that noise, but it's from him having a violent heart attack. <laughs> He's just like twitching on the toilet. That's so fucked up. <laughs> oh man, um, <laughs> Gungans. Gungans are like it's all Gungans were game. supposed to be real funny, but then they weren't. They were just it's annoying. Like, it's, it's like weird where it's like when we were kids, because we were right right at the age basically where it's like, oh, we are the target demographic for this. It was like, oh, Jar Jar's so funny. Then you get a little bit older. It's like people don't like Jar Jar. I still kind of like Jar Jar. And it's like, eh, Jar Jar's not great. And it's like, I, this is maybe my story of the Gungans. Uh, and then it's like, oh, Really racist, just not okay at all. Not okay. Yeah. Uh, and then just like ugh, fucking the Gungans are the fucking worst. Into eventually, it's just like they're such a bad idea, and like to the point where it's like I can't help but just laugh at how bad of an idea they are. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know. Yep. 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 I don't yep. mean that. I don't mean that to be offensive or anything like that. I'm just saying. Fucking it was just it was just a misfire in every sense of the word. The, the fucking Phantom Menace is so blatantly racist. It, like I remember well, as a kid, the, the Russian Orthodox guy, hey, the money, like he's just like, oh a, Jesus, <laughs> he's so he's so Jewish. Like that's re- like that's probably only money. Little money. He he has a great scene in Attack of the Clones uh, when Anakin comes back to him. And that voice actor I learned at some point, I think from the Blank Check podcast, because they love, they're very pro Watto there. <laughs> um, they, they're talking about him, and I don't think they were fans of him in, the, in Attack of the Clones. They like that he has a new hat, because he has a new hat in Attack of the Clones. But uh, the, when he goes, and like Anakin goes and asks him like a question or something, and he's like kind of dismissive. He's like, eh, because he doesn't have a shop anymore. He's more down on his luck. It's like, I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking for Shmi Skywalker. And then he's just like, eh, I don't know who that is. And then he's just like, he's like, oh, who's asking? And then Anakin's just like, uh, don't you recognize me? And Watto pauses and he looks at him like, Lil Annie? And he's like, so it's one line where it's like, that he fucking sells it. The CGI questionable, but the voice acting is so good where he's like, where um, it's like that kind of was his son. Yeah, that he owned. And now he's, yeah, 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 yeah. He owned him. If but like, if you uh, into that, yeah, I'm not sympathetic. Oh, God damn it, you turned that on me pretty fucking <laughs> bad. Uh, I was just saying, I it it he sells it well. Where it's like, oh my god, he's like, look how much you've grown, but just in like one little line. Anyway, maybe cut this out. I'm leaving it in. Uh, Cause don't even get me started on um, motherfucking Newt Gunray. 
Yeah, that's another one. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. And the Nemoidians are. They are still coming I, through. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm just quoting blank check because they did. They would do the Nemoidians all the time. But is that illegal? <laughs> it's like. It's <laughs> George Lucas. What the fuck were you thinking? Uh, anyway, uh, Jar Jar's um, the key to all this. Uh, <laughs> hey, Steve, you want, you want, look at these cool little uh, these robots. Jedi cut through them like butter. Actually, use that as a f- like Jedi cut through them like butter. So they're basically fucking useless. <laughs> yeah, it's the wor- it's so like in theory, it's it's a very childish idea of like. If you want to watch, like, some, like, I'm trying to think of a movie that, like, shows restraint. Blade Runner. The, the original, we're gonna, we can use this as a transition point. There we go. Uh, Blade Runner, the first one, is about a future cop who has to hunt down uh, these, like, they're replicants. They, they're, like, uh, biomechanical humans uh, that are made to be, like, full-grown adults, and they're super strong, and they're made for manual labor in off the off Earth to, like, colonize other planets. Sometimes they come back, and they have, a, like, a four-year life cycle, but if they do something illegal and they try and basically just live their lives, a future cop has to come and murder them. Never is there, like, a crazy scene where it's, like, he has to get in this crazy, like, 15-minute fight scene with, like, a crazy fucking... He sort of, although he sort of does at the end, but it's different, uh, where it's like they're throwing fucking cars and punching each other with cinder blocks and like mm-hmm. doing all this other crazy stuff, like breaking off light pole posts and spinning around and hitting them. And he goes flying 12 feet through the air into the windshield of a car. And the guy holding the light post is like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, it's no, there's no restraint like that where it's like, it's like if, a, if, it's like if somebody made a sequel to Blade Runner, it was like, let's just see a replicant human war battle or something, or like replicants fighting replicants, and they'll be punching holes through each other and all this stupid shit. And like, we got flying cars, and we're gonna have like a flying car, like smashing in through, and like with a replicant on the front trying to rip off the door, and then the flying car sma- swerves and it smashes all along the Atari sign, and there's sparks everywhere. Like, Which like pretty much happens in Attack of the Clones, by the way. <laughs> Oh, my God, it does. <laughs> Boy. Man, this is our best transition episode, like, ever. Yeah, we're killing it right now. We're on point. But is, this I, a pair of, is this a pair of cool sunglasses? Because these are some great transitions. <laughs> is that, did that read? I, I, you know what I'm trying well, to say. Yeah, I don't we'll think, see. We'll see. <laughs> don't edit that one out. I'm was, never editing that. The, um, uh, the, the math is good on that one. <laughs> The, but yeah, that wasn't. I feel like that whole sequence on the chorus on was yeah. like kind of supposed to be like a tribute to Blade Runner, at least aesthetically to some degree. I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, a lot of chorus on the under the CD underbelly is kind of very Blade Runnery. Like when you you want to buy some death sticks, mm. and and also a bad attempt at also doing the cantina scene. <laughs> yeah, and then. uh I eh, kind of like the death. The death sticks part. That's is great. Like, no, but when he cuts great. off the bounty hunter's arm, it's like, pff, all right, like be a little uh, more yeah. obvious, George Lucas. Does he? Does he cut off her arm? I think so. Yeah. The, oh, the changeling who yeah. can apparently change she's in anything. She's a changeling. I think he's a she, and I think she's a changeling. <sighs> Progressive, George. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh, 
Uh, although I was just talking about how funny Boss Mass is, so whatever. Progressive is <laughs> debatable. Um, yeah, and then when they get into the one part of the chase scene and they're like in the lightning and fire fields, I don't know what any of that machinery is supposed to do. Look cool, it that's it. Yeah. It's like in Wayne's World with the two guys walking back and forth with the glass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like there and uh, cool. me, I'm just supposed to stack up these crates of watermelon. <laughs> Isn't that like another one of the guys? <laughs> yeah. It's like chickens, like a guy with chickens or something, too. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's pretty much the same thing, though. It's there for a, a yeah. stunt That's gag. Wayne's World 2. That is Wayne's World 2. You're right. Which I haven't seen. I haven't watched the Wayne's World franchise. It's so good. I don't know. Do, I haven't watched those in like a while. Like I just, a, yeah. Years. I watched Wayne's World <laughs> and Wayne's World 2 recently. I watched uh, Spy Who Shagged Me the other day, too. It's so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> Spy Who Shagged Me is sneaky, maybe the best one. It, like, I think it is. Yeah. Um, There's some. Yeah. <laughs> we should. Weren't we going to do like an Austin Powers episode? Didn't we talk yes, about that? Let's do it. <laughs> we should 100% do an Austin Powers episode. Um, yeah. Uh, Sean, you just saw Blade Runner. So. Yeah. 32 minutes in. That's. Well, I'm going to preview this with being like, if you actually want to hear. The Blade Runner stuff. It's thirty-two minutes in. It's our brand. Yeah. <laughs> if you're if do? you're if you're in it, you're in it. You know. Yeah. We talk about Star Wars a lot, and then we get to other shit. But this know. has been very good transitions, I must say. Um, yeah. Now we're dwelling on this transition so much, we're not getting to the Blade Runner. All right. Yes. So Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I got out of the theater about uh, two hours ago, so it's still pretty very fresh. Yeah. Um, certified. Certified. <laughs> Yeah, certified fresh in the brain. Um, mm-hmm. Andrew, what did you think of Blade Runner 2049? I loved it. Um, I was really excited to see it. I saw it Thursday night when oh, at the first screening I think I could get. I saw it in IMAX. Um, did you? What uh, format did you see it? No, and I wish I did. Um, yeah. I saw did it in... Did you see it in 3D? Did, did it come out in 3D? It did, and I was kind of confused about that, too. Yeah, but, that didn't strike me as a movie that would... I feel like Denis would be like, no, no 3D. Yeah. And Deacons. Yeah. Well, it was probably post-conversion anyway, so he probably doesn't have to he, worry about it. He apparently sat down and was like, all right, if we're doing this, I'm going to do this right. Yeah. So. Actually, fuck, maybe I should go see it again in 3D. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm thinking. Just for the Vegas, just for the Vegas hollow deck. Mm. I don't know how else to describe it. With all the lights. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? That's, yeah. That probably looks really cool in 3D. Just, yeah. All the hologram ads and stuff, too, in L.A. Yeah, I didn't even think of all that. But anyway, yeah. um, I, 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 didn't, I didn't see it in IMAX, and I wish I did, but go ahead. Um, I loved it. I, it's been, uh, it's been like five days or something like that since I've seen it, and I've been thinking about it more and more and how much I like it and, like, how much of a movie... It just shouldn't work as a movie. Should we just say full spoilers at the top? I'd love to just... Yeah, I mean, spoiler. I think yeah. at this point people know that, like, it's... It's our spoiler. brand. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can't really talk about a movie for two hours and not spoil it. That's true. Um, it's... It's a movie that shouldn't work in on any level to an... I think I said this last time. To an ambiguous sci-fi cornerstone movie... And it does, it moves forward in the most interesting way while it also kind of relies on, like, the kind of conventions of, like, what these, like, soft reboot sequel remakes are. Although this isn't. This is just a straight-up sequel. It is. 
like I don't think there's a ton like there's visual cues and visual parallels to the first movie but there's not a lot that I think plays out beat for beat similar to the first I think it's completely its own story yeah and it's a great progression and evolution of the world of Blade Blade Runner which is probably the best part of it not everything works there's a couple things where it's like are you fucking leaving room for a sequel I really hope not yeah I had that thought too yeah, that's pro- those are probably my biggest complaints. The third yeah. act almost feels unfinished, but the world is still going to go on, and it, none of that stuff really matters. Mostly the stuff with Leto was what bothered me. Not necessarily yes, bothered that's me. that's what I'm talking about. But like that all felt very sequel-baity, and also mm-hmm. um, it, either that or they had more and just cut it out. And I Jared, don't think they... And then Jared Leto's just like, God damn it, again? Like... <laughs> What no, am I doing I wrong? You're you, Jared. You're Jared, Jared Leto. That's what you're doing you're wrong. Jared fucking Leto. Um, I don't think that's the case either. I think it's... I just... There's... Let's... Okay, well, what did you think? Because you just saw it. I, I share the same sentiment. I, Brandon and I, my roommate, um, we saw it together, and we both walked out of it. We're like... Wow, that was that was something really special because it is super probably the first and only belated sequel that was great. Like I always yeah. say there's like a statute of limitations on a sequel and I think if you're pushing like 8 years you don't you shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um or 10 years. Yeah, because then like it becomes the legacy sort of thing. Yeah, and like Force Awakens, I guess you can count as, as a good one too. But I don't really, I don't know. That's like kind of hard though, because there's so much world and already built in that. This is like I'm talking like the Independence Day resurgences and like <sighs> and that existed exactly. <laughs> and like uh, what's another bad belated sequel? Um, Dumb and Dumber T O. Yes, that's another Com- one. Comedy sequels are kind of different that's, though, especially yeah. the delayed ones. Um. Uh, Crystal Skull, um, uh, except Phantom for its Menace. first act. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I love Crystal Skull personally, but I also recognize that it's not as good as the other three. But I, uh, I gotta do an indie rewatch for mm, myself. I, I haven't I watched mean, the indie movies. Uh, I watched the Spielberg documentary, and it got me back into like wanting to watch pretty much all of his movies. But oh, word! Um, it's, on, to, it's on HBO. It's really good. You should watch it. I should watch it. Yeah, yeah. it's like got me inspired to like do more filmmaking stuff. But. Uh, the that's awesome. Yeah, the uh, it's it is probably the best belated sequel because uh, I don't even really count seven as a belated sequel. I count that as like more of a soft reboot because like it's, it's reboot. Yeah. It changed hands. The franchise shifted companies and like when Harrison Ford was still in it though. <laughs> Maybe Harrison Ford's the key to all this. Uh, yeah, but he's they didn't change hands. <laughs> no, <laughs> they, I'm like uh, I'm like Lando. I'm calling him Han. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I really dug it. I mean, Denis Villeneuve has definitely secured himself and solidified himself as one of the best directors in the game right now. I yeah. I will say that. He he had been doing that and then this was like this was it. Such an insanely impressive feat and again, it's been sticking with me and I think about more and more of the layers of it of like what the story it's going for and how much like it's a three hour long movie and I want to try and go catch it again in theaters like that's a kind of hard thing to catch. There's like, not many movies that do that. The last one probably being Return of the King. Yeah, or like honest Avatar. Yeah. Is, oh yeah, but that was also just like lightning like in a tw- bottle kind of a movie. Yeah, yeah. 
I would argue this is, but in its own different ways. It's real artsy. It's beautifully shot. Yeah, Deke is the Deke. The Deke. Deke is freaking killing it in that movie. And everything in Leto's, just Jared Leto, I'm just called Jared Leto's house. Um, (laughs) There was like rooms where there were pools of water where you couldn't always see where the pools of water were, but the light was all golden and mm. the light would move depending where the, like the light would just kind of move by itself kind of quickly across the room and it would like kind of scan over so it'd be coming through like a skylight mm. and it would like change its the light would change its position and or or it'd be like the water in the room thing where it's like sometimes you can see the water sometimes you can't but you'll see the reflections and the ripples of the light uh, on like the wall and it'll be like perfectly in the middle of the wall and it's just like almost looks like a sound wave behind everybody. And it's just this crazy fucking golden light. And it's like, oh man, it looked so good. The, all right. So there were a couple of like the top notch cinematography, top notch sets. The sets were amazing. And it looked like they used a very, the most perfect blend of CGI extensions and like practical sets. Um, they said they didn't use any green screen. I saw that somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised. Said, Neither would I, but some of the stuff like I was like you kind of you'd have to, but then other times it's it feels like they're in such empty places when it the, it's a more expansive mm. uh location, but then like they do clever things to hide like in Vegas everything's just dusty and it's like you, your visibility only goes yeah like 20 20 meters maybe yeah i don't know where i'm getting 20 meters from <laughs> going to switch that into the metric system that's, that's pretty uh, yeah that was that's weird and also pretty sure that's pretty far which isn't what uh, i mean i don't even know uh <laughs> meters USA, are like imaginary USA. numbers um it's true uh Use feet like America. Um, the uh, <laughs> boots, <laughs> but um, American way. The yeah, the cinematography. Obviously, like as soon as I saw the first trailer and I found out Deacons was shooting it, I was like, "This is going to be gorgeous, regardless of how the movie is." Um, mm-hmm. But the sets, in particular, um, the CGI was like so so well meshed in. Um, we got <sighs> talk about that low opacity Anna de Armas. That was cool. Um, that yeah, I want to talk about that. That was a cool effect. Um, yes, that was a whole. That was a really cool concept. I like that. Let's just dive into it. Um, uh, I that it feels like it should be a really simple special effect, but I'm sure. Like the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, it's so well executed. It looks like it's incredibly simple the way they're doing it. Where, uh. So, I feel like we got to do a little bit of plot summary mm-hmm. to dive into this proper. Yeah. Uh, the movie follows Ryan Gosling's character, Kay, who is a Blade Runner. In the opening scene, he goes to a farmhouse uh, and meets Dave Bautista, who's a replicant. He's a Series 8. The, mo- the ones in the first movie were Series 6s, okay. I think. 6s and 7s. That's good content. because That's good context, because I thought that... All the ones of the older ones were eights as well, but I guess he's no. slightly younger than Harrison Ford, so it makes sense that it's Rachel. Later. Rachel in the first movie is a seven, and she's kind of the, one of the first of that generation. Yeah, and then in the first movie, the creator of the replicants is killed by Rutger Hauer, whose name oh Roy Batty, 
Um, he thumbs out his fucking eyes. Uh, and he's like, literally, he literally thumbs out the eyes of his God, which is crazy. That's fucking crazy. Um, and then in the context of this one, a couple, a couple years after that, there's a blackout, like a catastrophic global event, like giant EMP goes off. There's a couple short films online that like explore some of this and the blackout one's like a 15 minute anime short, really fucking cool. Um, and it explains that a couple of replicants did that so they could wipe the system to kind of hide out. So there's not a register anymore of mm-hmm. who, where all the replicants are so they could live. Cause I think the sevens and eights, at least the eights at the very least were, they had full lifespans. Uh, the ones before that had like short lifespans. Anyway, I'm giving too much context, but the, so Ryan Gosling, he's a blade runner. He has to go and track down these replicants and retire them. Once he finds out if they're replicants or not. Um, he himself is one. He is a newer generation replicant made by Jared Leto's character, Neander Wallace, who he's bought out the Tyrell company, right? Yeah, he yeah. like filled the the void and he's been able to make replicants, but now there's a lot more regulations on them and he can't they all his obey, his like have to obey. I forget what the I think that they have a long like I think that they, they have a full lifespan. Maybe I don't think they get retired, uh but they're super strong and like they're durable and stuff like that. Um but they're not human. And he's a replicant who has to go and hunt down other older generations of replicants like the series 8s and retire them. Um, and you find out that he's a replicant really early on, and it's awesome. That Dave Bautista scene is so good. I, it's a real tense scene where it's like, oh boy, something they're gonna fucking go at it. Dave Bautista's got like a scalpel. He's like a medical bag, and Ryan Gosling's just doing his Ryan Gosling and drive thing, where he's just like, I'm not acting. I'm not really emoting, but in this movie, <laughs> this perfect casting. <laughs> yeah. Denis was like, yo, he's, it's him. It's Ryan Gosling in this, which like, it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I texted you after I saw La La Land and I said, Ryan Gosling should be a Terminator. And then in this movie, then this movie happened and I was like, I kind of got my wish. Best thing. Um, Yeah. Better Terminator. Uh, Um, Yeah. Well, I I mean, the franchise has gone in better places, but yeah. It's not. Um, let's not fucking kid ourselves. Let's let's get fooled for the fourth time with a new Terminator. No, movie. I'm saying yeah. Blade Runner franchise is going oh. in better places than that's true. Yeah, it's probably not going anywhere. It didn't make a ton of money, but it's fine. I don't want. A fran- the first I don't want one. A, I don't want a Blade Runner franchise. You know what I mean? Like they're no, too classy. I, that's the thing. It's like a movie. That's what's so good about it. It's a movie it's a that film was. Uh, yeah, it was a film that was like no one asked for it no one wanted no. it and we got it and it's really good like i mean mm-hmm. who, did anyone was anyone like oh we need a sequel to blade runner like some people were and anytime i'd heard i'd hear like rumors about it i'd be like ridley scott shut up what are you talking about there's the best thing he did was no not direct that <sighs> really seriously fucking fuck alien covenant <laughs> He Fuck gave it to movie. the best director that possibly, I, like, I, I seriously couldn't think of anyone that could do a better job. Like, maybe Nolan, but also I see, no. I could see Nolan, like, going super, uh, like, spectacle about it and doing, like, the full replicant and human war kind of thing that you're talking he about. explored those themes in The Dark Knight Rises, mm. and I don't think he'd go back into that well. So he explored similar themes in The yeah. Dark Knight Rises, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, downtrodden versus people in power and the up, like that kind of general idea. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. There's I can't think of anybody else who'd be able to do it. Maybe the guy who did Ex Machina, but like really, who can say? He's made. I think that's his one movie. He has a new yeah. one with Natalie Portman coming out, which looks good. Mostly the trailer is kind of weird, but I'm I'm intrigued. But it's mostly because it's like, hey, he did Ex Machina and wrote and apparently rumors rumor has it like sort of directed Dread. He at least wrote Dread. Oh, um, I don't know that. Yeah, he's a really good sci-fi. He's a fucking sci-fi master, but um, especially for films. But uh, I don't know who else could do it. It's it it's a hundred percent Denis Villeneuve all over it, but it's still the world of Blade Runner, and it's like that world just bumped up thirty yeah, years stylistically. Like it's very different. It's not necessary. I wouldn't really like compare it to like a film noir because that's kind of what made Blade Runner so groundbreaking. I guess was like it's a film noir, but it's in the future, and like mm-hmm. it's got like you know it just like kind of went over everyone's heads when it came out because like people were like oh Harrison Ford's in a science fiction movie it's gonna be like crazy badass action like Star Wars or Indiana Jones and it just wasn't that um yeah and this still is a noir it's definitely a mystery it's well yeah it's like a it's a mystery it's a detective trying to solve it but it's Mm -hmm. also like in terms of like lighting and stuff and like this visually it's very different that's what you mean I got you It, it doesn't they're not in a lot of smoky rooms and there's not like a lot like the like the first scene in Blade Runner where it's the guy giving the test is like so fucking noir. It yeah. looks amazing. It's the atmosphere. The actual atmosphere in that room is so dense. It's it's fucking awesome. Um, um, yeah. Uh, and then you go. So Gosling, you find he, he kills Dave Barista. <laughs> that is a deep cut just yeah. for like me, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I want to just talk about that real quick. I wanted to say one of my favorite things in the movie, I think, when I was like, I am into this, uh, is when Dave Batista freaks out and he grabs Ryan Gosling and he's like, he's like, and he slams him to the wall like a lot, real fucking fast. He starts doing it and you get a couple seconds of him doing that. And then it cuts to it the, the, for the rest of it. It cuts to the other side of the wall, yep. and you just see the other wall. The wall just slowly break, cave in, like get pushed out and crack, and then they break through it. Yeah. You, you you literally watch them break through. It's not like you don't see the visceral nate. You see a, get a glimpse of the visceral nature of him throwing him through the wall, but it's you you see the more interesting side of it. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like. I was I, that that sold me too. I was like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> and it's it's a very like that's such a specific and small thing, but it's I don't know. Like I that was when I was like, I think we're in good hands. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was really yeah. It was visually very like it was interesting because it wasn't like you know simple. It was just like let's see the other side of the wall. It's yeah. It's simple. It was vis- It was much more. I it was a. More, it was almost a more frightening display of like how strong he actually is. Mm-hmm. I don't and know how much and how much damage Gosling can take too. Yeah, and Which then is a lot in this movie. It's a lot, and like that's when I was like, is he supposed to be human? Because Dave Batista, Dave Barista throws him to the wall, and then he like is on top of him, he punches him a couple times. Ryan Gosling gets one punch in, and Dave Batista is like fucking thrown to the side. He's like, ah, ah, and I was like, wait, what? And you basically find out Ryan Gosling's a replicant. Like, they don't tell you it. It's just you kind of find out that way. And it's a really good, simple reveal. 
And it also well, just, he's like, what's your number? Like, doesn't he say like, what's yours? Or can I get your, doesn't he say something like that where he's like, I know right. you're one, two or something like it's revealed in like the first two or three scenes. He's a replicant. Like it's, no, it's, they, the, it's the first scene. It's yeah. the Dave, Dave Maurice scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck. And David, he has to put Dave Batista down. Um, cause he won't stay down. Uh, and he does, he shoots him a couple times. He shoots him like a bunch of times. Yeah, it's like, like two or three, yeah. I thought he like unloads his clip. I don't remember. Like, there's not a lot of action in the movie. It's very short, focused fucking bursts of like violence. And he's so fucking precise. It's like mm. he's a character of action where it's like if he's going to have to snap into action, he's he's going to take it and it's going to be fucking effective. He's going to get the job done. It's he's not a Indiana Jones where it's like, I'm, I'm a professor. I'm, I'm going to fucking just punch you a bunch of fucking times until you go down. I don't, even if I get hit a bunch of times in the face, I don't care. Which is what Harrison Ford also does in this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to him. Uh, which is exactly what the movie said too. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to him. Yeah. No, but that was like no, good I, thing. It, I mean, it made sense. I, I kind of yeah. had the expectation that he wasn't in it a lot and, and it's uh-huh. going to be like, as the plot was developing, I was like, oh, so like he's going to be in like the tail end of the second act and the third act. And good. Yeah. Um, he's more than Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> Lazy bastard. The, um, imagine so, if the end was just like, <laughs> Gosling, like that's the kid. The, the last, end, no, the Gosling. <laughs> that's the kid. You see him, and he's and Harrison Ford just turns around and just takes a hood off, and then helicopter shot, and ends. <laughs> you can see the shadow. <laughs> yeah, it's like wait, what? Yeah, it's like Monty Python. Yeah, we we ran out of money. Uh, the um, uh, so when Ryan Gosling leaves Dave Barista's house. He fu- he goes to a tree which has like a flower and like everything's dead. The environment's been broken like completely is like a thing that they explain in the movie. Dave Batista is like a worm farmer for like protein or something like mm, that, which yeah. is a cool idea. And that that sets up the world where it's like, oh, but, uh, it, the whole world is Snowpiercer. Maybe I'm just about <laughs> to say that I just got snow, oh. I got Snowpiercer vibes. I was like, yeah. I eat bugs for protein. Love it. Oh, I man, that reveal in Snowpiercer is so good because I feel like you really think it's gonna be people. I thought it yeah. was gonna be they're eating people, but it's like, oh no, that's soil and green. They're just eating ground up bugs into weird like jelly cubes. Which, ah oh, fuck, I I love Snowpiercer. Um, there's no piercer like it. Uh, so <laughs> he he finds a box buried underneath a dead tree at Dave Barista's house. And uh, the police dig it up, and he goes back to the police station and stuff like that. Uh, he, it, um, let's. I'm gonna try and accelerate through the gist of the plot, and I do um, too many scenes. One, I did want to talk about that opening scene. Though. One, yeah, no, because it was great. Um, yeah. The one critique I have going into like the police part of it. First of all, uh, Marcus Schiff in it, awesome. Uh, who? The guy who plays Marcus Schiff, the paranoid schizophrenic in The Dark Knight, and also the Russian oh, computer right. guy in, uh, in Ant-Man. Man. I was like, yes, this guy. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what I was thinking. Who ties in, like, the most brutal way. That uh, fucked me I was, up. I was like, oh, he got punched. And I was like, oh, no, he's dead. His he eyes got, are, like, like, red and, like. Punched where, like, his spine meets his skull, I guess. Yeah. 
and like he drops down and his eyes are like all bloodshot, but he's like he's dying, I think, when we see him. Where yeah. it's like he's not he's not coming back from that. Yeah. <laughs> um Fuck but I, I didn't was it Robin Wright? It was Robin Wright, correct? Yeah. I didn't like her that much because like really? some se- some scenes she was fine like and the scenes when she's at his place were good um mm-hmm. <clears throat> but like I, she just like i felt so forced when she was like what the fuck were you thinking like it just like felt like <clears throat> i don't know if it was the writing or her performance i mean she, i know she's not a bad actress but like no. it was it just felt like definitely like the one part that was lacking in terms of like performance. Cause like Ryan Gosling was used perfectly. He doesn't really need to emote. And when he does, it's really yeah. good. Um, yeah. And I was just, I, I like, I just kind of like was like borderline almost laughing at some lines when she was like trying to be angry at him. But it was like such a, it was like one scene in particular and it was just like shot in a weird way. It was like a, a two shot wide. The sound was like from a distance. It wasn't like a lot of mic sound. It was just kind of awkward. I don't know if it was like maybe reshot or something, but um, it just felt some of her stuff felt awkward. Okay. But that was that's my probably biggest critique besides Leto, his plot line, uh, whatever yeah. uh, that was. Because uh, yeah. he was kind of Basil Exposition. He was. He, um, I think he's also like supposed to be the devil, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't in, know because he's like he's the villain. Like sh- the girl uh, replicant, she was a great villain. Love, awesome villain. So, so, we're so good. Talk about so her. hateable. Like, um, also, I looked, didn't hate her. I was just. I was like kind of on her side. I was like, I was just scared of her, but I. Well, I yeah, I, I was mean, about when her. She, whenever you, she shows up, you're like, oh, this girl, like, oh, come on. Like, she's she's just not going to be good. She's going to roundhouse, roundhouse her way out of this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, that's, like, that's she, she also kind of looks like Sean Young, which I liked, because my first thought when I saw her was like, oh, she's like a model based on Rachel. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of the intention of casting her in any, anyway. Yeah. But like, I was like, that oh, was that was some... that was a cool like casting choice, like visually, like uh, the way she looked, and um, she was really good. And also, like when she's just like crying, like randomly, I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like that's cool yeah. shit. Um, she was kind. Of, she was insane. Like yeah. she was intense to the point where she was insane. Yeah. Um, she would not have passed the uh, test, and those that was that part was so stressful. When like he's getting tested before he goes, yeah, into the, I was like, "What is this?" I was kind of freaking out during those scenes where it's like, so the sound design in the movie, I can under I, I'm overall very like Robin Wright, for example. I can see where you're coming from. Still, I'm like, I don't mind. Like she was, it a didn't fl- take me out of the movie. I just like there were some yeah. lines where I was just like, they could have written like a little bit differently. She's supposed to. She's like the tough as nails police chief. Exactly, and that, but character. that's what I didn't like. I was like, it's kind of mm. a typical tough I, as nails, take no crap police chief. I liked. How, well. That being said, like I under again, I understand where you're coming from, and the same thing with like w- the sound design. I can understand why people didn't like, and because it was so weird, I think I like. Like I was like, this was so different. I don't hate it. Reminded me of Interstellar, like very loud, it's uh, loud as fuck in IMAX, yeah. and it it's just random industrial noises sometimes. Did Hansen do the score? And Blum, he him and someone else did. Okay, and makes sense. 
the score itself isn't anything to write home about. It's a lot of tone. It's like what um, it's atmospheric. Uh, it's what uh, 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 I wish I remember the character's name. Peter uh, Jason Siegel's character from Forgetting Sarah Marshall would have done. It's just a lot of ominous tones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we just do the usual dark and ominous. I got all my brother's tickets, man. <laughs> <laughs> Starts playing like the Seinfeld bass. Uh, oh. <laughs> So good. Uh, yeah, it's so good. But um, Robin Wright, though, I liked her relationship with Ryan Gosling. Oh, I liked that. I liked how she was like, I own you kind of thing. And like, you're just a you piece have of to shit. obey. Yeah, you're a tool. But there's that scene where she was in his apartment and she was kind of drunk. Really good scene. And yeah, because it's like, uh, what happens if I finish the bottle? I think is what she says. And she clearly is like, are we a fuck? Like, right? Is that the vibe of the scene, that's, right? That's what I got. I didn't know if that was, like, me jumping to conclusions, but I was yeah. just like... Mm, mm. And, it's, it's, and it's fucked up because it's like, A, she's his superior, and B, she literally views him as a, an actual object and a tool. Yeah. So, and... But she has no respect for him. Like, she has no respect for him, but she'll, like... She needs him to do all of the job, like do his job as efficiently as possible. She's one of, he's one of her best guys. And also it's like, she might have in the past and, or still wants to like fuck him or in her mind it, it's weird. And I like that relationship is interesting. And I think she played like, it was just, I I thought it was a more interesting character in that regard, but I, I, I can see your problems Otherwise, like this is definitely a movie where if people don't like it, I'm like, yeah, I get it. But this it's not for everybody. Neither is the first one. No. And I, and the first one, as much as I like the first one is definitely a movie. I feel like I try and like and I would like a lot of it. There's a lot of really good fucking scenes in the first movie. The first replicant test, the opening scenes real good. The all the Roy Batty, the climax in the um, Ray Bradbury Tears in the rain. Yep, that shit's so good. I kind of like Leon, that goofy bastard. <laughs> uh, all the Tyrell stuff, too, is real interesting. Um, I'm going to talk about that and, and transition to Jared Leto. I'm sure I was going to try and attempt to transition to something else. But uh, Tyrell in the first one is the guy who created all the replicants, and he lives in the fucking big crazy pyramid. Uh, and it's all golden in there, and he like he lit in his room. It's all golden and drapes and like he's playing chess with that weird dude uh, and he has an owl that's pro- that he probably like created himself which is always like a very it's it's very god everything in there is very godly and it's like it's really cool and then one of the rep <laughs> what a great way to end a, a point i was trying to make sound intelligent it's really cool <laughs> uh uh and roy batty comes and he he he's literally his god. Roy Batty is kind of his son, and Roy Batty gets the stigmata at the end of the movie. He's clearly supposed to be kind of like a Jesus figure, but he kills God in his mind. And in this movie, Jared Leto has shown up to basically build on the bones of a previous god. It's it's it. Jared Leto's character is trying to be. God and like his fucking pyramids like fucking enormous his building is like you see Tyrell Corp in like the foreground of it it's like right in front of it and his building is like 
towering over it. And the pyramid from the first movie is like the biggest building in the skyline or some mm. shit like that. It, it, or like the why it's the most grand. And then the Jared Leto's fucking house is just like it's a it method acts and B it's like <laughs> it blocks out the sun. It's like a mountain. It sends um, uh, used condoms to its cast members. It's so fucking weird. Fuck you, Jared Leto. Suicide um, Squad reference for those who don't know. It's probably yeah. more popular than the movie. Hey, the, do you remember Suicide Squad? Was that a movie? I well, we, we did our podcast the other day. I for, I like forgot to name it in the DCEU because it's like, which is, is it? It's not anymore. But uh, I'll defend BVS till the day I die. But that movie's a piece of shit. <laughs> it's it's just indefensible. Will Smith is Will Smith, which is good and. But and Ike Barinholtz, but that's it. <laughs> Ike Barinholtz, still probably better in disaster movie overall. <laughs> uh, 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 He's so good. Um, yeah. Uh, but anywho, uh, yeah. Not uh, in disaster movie though. Just for the record, <laughs> disaster movie. <laughs> oh boy. All anyway, the movie, all the movie movies, pretty much. Um, yeah. So. Blade Runner, yeah, twenty forty nine. So that we? box, yeah, that box. Like we jumped around a lot, but we're gonna go back into the plot. That box that Ryan Gosling found, it was real cool because he go he comes back to the farm at one point and he looks where the box was underground, and it's literally like dug up perfect. Like the hole is like a perfect. Is like, like is the exact dimensions of the box. Like it's like they just like laser dug it out and then like mm-hmm. lifted it straight up. It's kind I kind of like that. Um, they open up the box and inside is uh, skeletal remains and they start examining them and they find out that it's a uh, replicant. It's an old Tyrell model. Um, and they're looking at like the hip bones, I think. And they realize that like they resemble um, a pregnant woman's hips. Uh, Cause like the bones and everything shift. And then there's like surgical scalpel, like, in like cuts and script, like kind of etchings into the um, hip bones, uh, which like can be found like during like a C-section. And they're like, that doesn't make any sense. If this is a replicant and was pregnant, replicants can't, they can't have kids. They're not pregnant. They're, they're not able to reproduce. Um, And so the whole mystery of the movie is if, if replicant, if, who, who who was this woman in the box? Uh, and did she actually have a, a replicant child? Is it a replicant replicant child or is it a replicant human hybrid child? Who is this child? Who is the father? Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> and then like what it, it, it's. It, that's the thi- those are the things basically that Ryan Gosling has to find out. He has to that's, find the child. That's the plot. Yeah. That's the that's the mystery. That's the plot. Yeah. But the implications of that are this society is built on the 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 uh, labor of the replicants. If it's discovered that they can have children, that is the thing. So I don't remember who says it. One character says something where it's like I. <laughs> I was born, therefore I have a soul, like, opposed to, like, I was created and I believed myself to have a soul. I think it was Robin Wright. Okay, right. Yeah, because she's like, I trust you because you don't have one. (laughs) Robin Correct, yeah. Robin Um, (laughs) Correct. That's what I should have said. I should have said Robin Correct. You Um, You Robin Correct. That's it. (laughs) 
it's a bit for the rest of this episode. Um, the yeah, she says I I like that you don't have one to Ryan Gosling, and he's just like, oh, um, oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like leaving, and she just drops that on him, and he just kind of has to turn around and be like. Yeah, thanks. And then like leaves, and he's just kind of like making eye contact her the whole time. He's like, yeah. "Why would you like? Why would you say that?" That's like, <laughs> <laughs> uncalled for, man. He's lo- he looks so deep. like he looks real hurt by it. It's kind yeah. of there's like five jokes in this three hour movie, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all good, by the way. Yeah, it's mostly I'm Harrison Ford, and I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's four of them. <laughs> Uh, the thing that I just said was it that, that I thought was funny was not a joke. It was just the thing I thought was funny. And then there's a bit where Ryan Gosling's talking to this weird guy in at Jared Leto's house that like he does other records and he's he explains the exposition that there was a blackout a couple of, like decades ago that wiped all the electronics and hard drives and stuff. And he's just like, yeah, my mom lost all the baby pictures of me that I had that we had. They were all on hard drives. And Ryan Gosling just goes, hmm, shame. Must have been a real cute kid. Or like, he must have been a real cute baby or a real adorable. He, he, he's like, like that, yeah. it's something like that. And it's like the one joke he makes. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of insane. Because the, the guy is like bald and has no hair. And he, like, he, he, looks, he, looks, he looks like the most like a robot out of anyone in this movie. Yeah. He looks like either that weird guy, that weird Star, Star Trek uh, bridge member in Into Darkness who has a weird orb in the back of his head and has like yes. one line in the end yes. where he's like, well, we are about to crash. And he has a crazy robot voice. Or, um, uh, oh, there's a bunch of options. The kind guy, of Stephen Merchant from, from Logan. Yeah, Logan, yeah. So uh, the vampires from Blade 2. Uh, Young Jeff Bridges' henchman in Tron Legacy. <laughs> Point being, he's a weird fucking looking dude. Uh, Kane, Kane Hodder, the the I think, I think that's who I'm thinking of. The wrestler, yeah. um, the guy yeah. from The Hills Have Eyes, the original. <laughs> Point being, he's a monstery looking dude. Uh, uh, but yeah, there's like not a lot of jokes. Uh, yeah, so the main yeah. <laughs> Get me back on track, Sean. So Gosling is <laughs> all right. So there, I would say like the MacGuffin of the movie is the horse. There's this wooden horse mm. that he had when he was a kid, and in his, dream, in his memory, in, in his memory, his in his implanted memory. memory. His, yes, um, and it has the date six ten twenty one, June sixth, two thousand twenty one. Also, nice. is carved into the tree. Um, right. Where he finds the box with the remains of the replicant. Mm-hmm. And he's like, is it a birthday? Is it a death day? I don't know. So his, his like, he's trying to, f- so he has this implanted memory of this carved horse where he's like, he had to hide it from kids because kids were trying to get it from him. And they like beat him up for it. He hides it in the furnace that's like not used anymore. And mm-hmm. he stows it away. They don't find it. They leave him alone. So flash forward. No, they beat the shit out of him. Well, anyway. they, they well they beat the shit out of him, and then they leave him. Like they don't. Yeah. It, they never follow up on it. Because it's, so, it's also it's also a wooden horse, and wood just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, so it's, it's like it's rare. Yeah. Um, so flash forward, he's starting to like f- connect more pieces, and um, he also has a her wife. We should talk about his her wife. Yeah, Anna de Armas. Uh, mm-hmm. I love her. She's in a little movie called Knock Knock, directed by Eli Roth and starring Keanu Reeves. It's 
hilarious. It wasn't supposed to be hilarious, but it oh, is hilarious. Right. Uh, right. We premiered at Sundance, uh, saw it there, and it got a it was a laugh riot. Uh, <laughs> and she's uh, one of the seductresses, I guess you would call her in mm-hmm. that. And then she's also uh, Miles Teller's wife in More Dogs. Those are like the two big movies I've seen her in, and she's in this. Um, I see War Dogs. It's not that good. Um, oh my god, that's something we never talked about. I'm going to put a pin in that, and maybe we can have a brief discussion after this. Anyway, continue. Sorry. About War Dogs? No, I'm, I'm just going to write it down. Uh, anyway, keep going. Um, uh, Anadarmus. Yeah, so... <laughs> he, Sorry, that was weird. Yeah, so he goes, and he's, like, trying to figure... He goes to this... Um, he goes to San Diego, which is still technically Los Angeles now, because Los Angeles is probably just massive and just one the big mega sc- city. One, kind of like in Dread. Um, yeah, and um, he goes to like this. Basically, it's like trash place, and he goes to this where like these kids are basically like taking apart chips, microchips, and like doing whatever. It's not that important. And he goes to the guy. I, I loved. I we gotta talk about some of this stuff. I loved the junkyard scene. Oh, yeah, where, it was great. Where it was all those kids, uh, where it's just, he's looking, at that point he knows he's got a lead on the kid and he's trying to find out where this kid was found and he has a, D, he eventually gets like a DNA test or something like that. Yeah. And he finds a couple of DNA records uh, of a boy and a girl and they both match and like that shouldn't be the case. So he's looking for a child. He thinks it's a boy and he starts to believe it's him. Yeah. Uh, it's himself. Because he has these memories, he finds the like he goes to the the junkyard place. I really love that scene where he's talking to the dude who's like, "I run an orphanage, but it's just child labor to like strip and clean old electronics and shit like that." I I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting. I think they're underneath like the VLA also. It's like big satellite dishes that they're like. Yeah, I was trying to figure out like because I was like really trying to find out if there was like one or two buildings from like downtown LA that were actually in the scenes. And I was like Mm -hmm. trying to place it, but it really, it's, it's so different from what actually exists that it's like kind of hard to do that. But yeah, yeah. the, but yeah, I think that was supposed to, I think you're right. Um, so he goes and like, he starts to realize, uh, or he goes, he's like, let me look at your records. And he, the year 2021 is pulled out. Like the the pages are ripped out. Yeah. All the pages are ripped out. So he's like, Whoa. so he, he goes and he starts walking into a furnace and you're like, oh, this looks familiar from his memory. Yeah. Goes into the furnace, finds the wooden uh, horse, horse, which is like, course. okay, so my, that's where I was like, okay, so the memory is real. Mm-hmm. It happened because the horse was there. And now he's starting to really believe that he's human and that he's this kid. And that's he's the, well, he's son of a replicant, like a birthed son of a replicant, a potentially human replicant hybrid, yeah, yeah, and like that is huge, and you can you can tell it just means a lot to him in some in like a way where it's like that's everything he's ever wanted, where it's like he's more like he's worth more than he's not just a tool like Robin Wright um, keeps kind of like thinking and stuff like that, uh, and it's. And it meanders. It fucking takes a while to get to this point. I don't remember when this happens. It's probably like hour, um, hour and a half into the movie. It's such a deliberately slow-paced movie, and some of these reveals, but it didn't a, feel a like lot of, 
What? That's the thing. It is slow, but it's it not slow like... paced. I didn't think I like I checked the one time I, didn't I checked say slow my paced. phone. Yeah. Deliberately paced is yeah. what I if I said slow paced, I mean deliberately paced. Yeah. And I like that a lot. That was great. It takes its time. It lets you dwell on things. It doesn't it doesn't really hold your hand. I feel like it does a little bit. It does a little bit more than the original Blade Runner, but the original Blade Runner took three cuts to like actually make that movie like work. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, the, uh, uh, it's so fucking good. It's so well. T- everything's well told, and there's certain elements of the story at this point where it's like, if you've seen the first one, you should be able to figure out some of the stuff on your own. But because it's Kay's journey, so it's much more interesting that way. Like, if you've seen the first one, it's like, oh, a replicant hu- woman uh, gave birth to a, like, oh, who who would have been a replicant woman to give birth to a kid? It's obviously Rachel from the first movie. She only had a four-year lifespan anyway. If she would have died during childbirth, Dave Batista says something about you've never witnessed a miracle, so he was there. He was the surgeon who operated on her to give birth to the baby. He also has a lot more of a backstory that, like, bleeds into all this stuff. Um, and then also Harrison Ford would have been the father of this kid because he forces himself into a romance with Rachel. But whatever. They don't... Yeah. They don't make it true love, though, in this. Right? Like... They never, they just like, hey, we got a kid. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and he has to leave, and it clearly destroys him, but he does it anyway. You know what I mean? But it's not like Deckard was a good guy at any point. And they don't do anything to convince you that Deckard's a good guy or that he'd be a good father to begin with. All those things I really liked about it. But, um, the, it takes a while for, I think for the movie to completely reveal who all these like players are. Cause Kay doesn't know, but as an audience, I think, you know, but there's enough other mysteries and things that are happening where it's like, it's, m- m- there's a lot more going on, and there's always, they keep jumping back and forth to things. And in this junkyard world, when he's leaving, I think, he's trying to leave. Or was it when he arrived there? I don't remember which. When, they, when he gets attacked by the guys? The junk junkman, yeah. Yeah, that was when he gets there. Okay. So when he gets there, that he gets attacked. That was an awesome sequence. Yeah. It's like the fucking standout set piece of the movie, basically, where he... Uh, he gets shot down, I think, or he gets shot at a bunch, and he gets shot down by the, because um, he's in a flying it's like car. A, it's like a kite, like a kite takes it out. Or is oh, it? right. Oh, yeah. that was really cool. They, yeah. they, like, harpoon a kite to him, a Ben Franklin gun, I'm going to call it, and he's <laughs> flying around in a lightning storm, and the, the kite attra- is like a lightning rod, so it attracts it, and it shocks his car, which fucks up all the electronics, and it makes him crash. When he crashes... The, a bunch of junkmen are, are like surround him, and he gets like pulled out. He like take grabs. He like punches the shit out of a couple dudes. He like grabs one, breaks him over his knee, like <laughs> sprays him. He yeah. banes. Yeah, that's what he does. He banes him, and then uh, he he, say, he says uh, I was born in the shadows. <laughs> I couldn't remember what Bane said. I whatever. But the, the, the main difference is like and he that's shoots like the shit out of like a couple oh, people yeah. too. He just like boom, 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 like four he or drops five, like, like four or five dudes, yeah. and it's and he like then I think he's out of bullets, but I think he he does it. 
it reads that he was sending a clear message and anybody else would have fucking backed off after like all of those action beats happen in like six seconds. Like it's insane. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, fuck. And it's never any slow-mo or anything crazy. It's just like presented. Yeah. And then uh, he keeps getting more and more surrounded. And it's like, oh boy, how's he going to get out of this one? Love the crazy Jared Leto's main girl replicant. Uh, who we did not set up well at all, but whatever. Uh, he keeps calling her, her like his angel, and she's kind of like his right hand. Like she does whatever. She's trying to find this child for Jared Leto. Jared Leto needs this baby because if replicants can have babies, his replicants will. He can give his. Cre- that's the one thing Tyrell. That's the one thing from that Ty- Tyrell was able to crack, but Jared Leto can't crack. But if he doesn't really want to let them be able to repl- to reproduce um, so that they can live, which is a, more so what Tyrell wanted, mm-hmm. he, he wants them to be able to reproduce so he can make more labor. And, like, it would break the regulations of, like, how many replicants he can produce and how many people he owns because it's, like, he says something. He's, like, I have nine. That's also why I still think Jared Leto was the devil. He, for, like... I've never read Dante's Inferno and my brief understand my very limited understanding of the devil. And that is he's at the center of the, um, the, the, the Inferno. Yeah. There's nine levels to it. He makes mention of saying that he has nine different off world colonies. And I'm pretty sure the devil sits in the middle of everything and he's completely frozen. Uh, and he's, he has three heads that like sit out of the ice Jared Leto uses these three little... Dr- he's blind, but he has these drone things fly around, and I think he always has three of them. Um, and they're the things that can help him see, and I was I, I feel like I'm reading into that too much, but I, I still just think he's supposed to be the devil, because he's like... He wants this child so that he can pick it apart off-world to understand its DNA and makeup so that he can create a bunch of fucking replicants for himself. Yeah. Uh, so he sends love to like, she's on the same mission. Ryan Gosling is, is on, but in order to like more nefarious. Um, and she sends she, Ryan Gosling surrounded by junkmen, and she's just sending in airstrikes. She's sending in just missile strikes out of the fucking sky and just blowing up junkmen. And then it cuts to where she's at and she's got these crazy future specs on <laughs> and she's getting a laser manicure, which yeah. is literally, it's basically putting emoji gifs onto her fingernails while she's murdering a bunch of junkmen from like thousands of miles away. Not thousands, but like so fucking far away. It's boss as shit. It's the coolest thing ever. It's like it's like she's the best. She's yeah. the fucking best. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really anyway. cool scene. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I was just I that no, that was, I mean, I, that was that was like the one major action set piece of the movie. And it probably happens all in like a minute and a half. Yeah. And <laughs> it's a two and a half amazing. hour, two hour 45. No, that's what I'm saying. Like it's definitely worth dissecting. And I, I'm glad you did that. Um, hey, thanks. I, I um, should have made it more of a conversation. I apologize. I'm no, bad it's at fine. that. No, it's fine. So, uh, <laughs> so he goes, he finds the, the horse in the, um, furnace. So he's like, mm-hmm. all right, I was a kid here. Someone put me here to hide me and I was here. So he goes to the memory bank, which is this girl. What's her name? I forget her name. I don't even know if they tell you the she was girl, Jake Gyllenhaal. Cause she lives in a big bubble. 
<laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> so she's she's like it's really cool. So the scene, the like the opening of that scene, it's like this very green forest. Forest. Oh. And then you see this fly like changing shapes and sizes and you're like what and then like she's trippy. like she's got this like lens kind of it looks thing. like a lens yeah yeah and it's like the coolest little gadget she's like making she, a world out of this little like fucking gyro thing how she twi- it's it's it looks like yeah it really looks like a camera lens but there's a couple buttons and things and she twists it and like depending on how she co- like combines everything the world around her changes it's a really it doesn't like that technology. It's like, how does she have? She can literally create anything with that crazy lens. But I don't know. I guess she's real good at it. It well, there's also it like I feels feel like, like a, a real thing. I feel like there's a secondary technology that actually creates the holographic. But like right. that's just like the adjusting thing that like yeah. she. I don't know. It, it didn't really need to be explained. It was it cool. Didn't. Um, but it no. But, but it still made sense. I was like, yeah. I understand how this works. I just, but I don't understand how this works, it, it, and it doesn't feel like it. It that's maybe borderline magic. Mostly other technology and stuff. Although he does like he writes shit down a couple times where it's like I don't know. It's <laughs> good old pen and paper. Uh, the uh, yeah, but so he he goes to her and he's like, I need you to help me if this is a real memory or not. Mm-hmm. And she's she's making a birthday cake and shit, and it's really cool. Um, and uh, uh, she's yeah. like, yeah, let's sit down. Take a seat. Step into my office. And she, oh, side note, she's, like, completely quarantined. Like, this is through a plate of glass. Like, you, yeah. he doesn't, he can't be near her or whatever. She's Jake Jones. Yeah. So uh, she he, he she's like, all right, just think about the memory, and I'll be able to tell you. So he thinks about the furnace, and she starts, like, tearing up, I guess, because mm-hmm. my thought was like, oh, she's overwhelmed by it. It's like hard for her to do this or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, it's that's a real, a real memory. man memory. And he's like, that's when he's like, ah! he freaks out. And he's like, yeah. ah, it's me. Ah, why? Um, His freak out. I was thinking about it later is like kind of terrifying. It, it's yeah. it's a terrifying because it's like it's like violent. It's violent because it's like he doesn't know emotions and he's starting to believe he's human and he's confused and it's tearing him up. And he just doesn't know what to do in that scene where he's like, it's a real memory in his brain. And he's like, anger is like the weird, like, is that, I don't know if that's like the right response there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's like angry that like he's had to live his life as a replicant the whole time. You know what I mean? Like when it's like he could have been something else. Meanwhile, she's just over there crying where it's like you get the idea that she is been in a bubble and she creates memories for replicants and she's the best at it because hers have these very specific details. Cause she, she pulls from her actual memories. Yeah. And she, um, uh, spoilers. Uh, the, <laughs> um, she, uh, what was I trying to say? She's empathetic. She was outside of the bubble for a little bit and then has been in there ever since. So it's just more about like what she wants and wants the world to be and stuff like that. And those are the things that she puts into the dreams that she makes for replicants. Yeah, it's like mostly like childhood memories, which mm-hmm. is like she she gives them backstories, really. Yeah, is exactly. What it is. And there's um, a there's a. Uh, fuck. Oh, OK, I don't want to cut ahead too much. We ha- we keep trying to set up Anna to Armas. So he eventually, he freaks out. And I think he gets called, he leaves and gets called back in. 
to the police station. They put him through this test, which we alluded to, where it's like a bunch of industrial and computer noises are blared into an all-white bright room as a crazy camera scanner shouts insane phrases at you and you have to say, like, linked, 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 linked linked interlinked like it was in, it was linked and Inter, interlinked and was it interlinked and linked i thought it was, it was another word it was something i forget interlinked. I, anyway it's like super stressful for the audience and also just like <laughs> it's great it's like really well done there's no setup for it it's a thing that just happens to you and you're like what the fuck was that like in in the i in imax i was like <laughs> i was seeing it on a date and like there there was a couple scenes where i was just like um, oh boy, is this the right fucking idea here? Like, was this a good <laughs> idea? <laughs> like, Blade, um, Blade Runner is kind of dense for a date. Like, it's like it's a lot. She to, liked it. It, leave, it leaves you with a lot to think about. Like, yeah, it's, it's a cerebral movie. Um, no, yeah, it, it's. Uh, anywho, yeah. Uh, so he gets taken off the case after that, right? Yeah, because he's, he's like because he failed the test. He failed the test because he's yeah. not at Base, baseline. He, he's not at baseline. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. that phrasing. It's cool. Yeah. Um, so cool, dude. So oh, cool. So cool. This movie is so cool. This movie is so fucking cool. Let's set up Anna to Armas. So we got it. We kept this, failing to. There's, there's this. Uh, hey, Sean, have you ever AI. seen the movie Her? Yeah, it's no, that. I actually haven't. It's, <laughs> you haven't it's seen not. her? No, I haven't. I need to. Um, oh, I've, oh man, I love. Oh fuck, her's so good. Maybe uh, I will because I'm in like an artificial intelligence kind of mood now. Although, I side note, I did just get BD on BR, and I'm gonna watch that shit. TN, you see this? Oh. <laughs> Is that BD unboxing video? Yeah, we're doing an unboxing. I was gonna do this at the end. <laughs> <laughs> And they call him Baby Driver. I just opened up an Amazon package of Baby Driver. Yeah, I'm going to watch yeah. the shit out of that when I get off this podcast, actually. Um, I got to watch. You know what I'm going to watch? Texas Chainsaw, <laughs> The Next Generation, with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. So Coming soon. Make a case for to it. To Andrew right? Makes a Case. Yeah. Somebody somebody suggest, basically reminded me that that movie exists like a week or so ago, and they're not our guests, so I feel like a little bit of an asshole. Um, but it's fine. We're gonna have that person on. We're doing some. Crop, um, we're doing some fucking hardcore cross promoting this this month. I just snapped right into the mic. I apologize. Sorry, it wasn't that bad. Um, yeah. So she's basically this like holographic AI with low opacity, and uh, that's a you know, editing joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's yeah. it's really it's a really cool idea though, and yeah. it's it's a cool thing to add to this world because yeah. um, named Joy. I was like. I, yeah, her name's Joy, and uh, when we she, first meet her, he goes into his apartment, and you you follow him up to his apartment, and it's like just the fucking worst. Everything's terrible in Blade Runner universe. But yeah. uh, he goes upstairs, and he's talking to this voice, and you can't hear this voice the whole time. Uh, it keeps sounding like maybe there's another person in the other room, but you get the idea that it's a computer, and. He's made, he makes food and he sits down and eats it. And then this projector thing, it's like this big swivel arm that can go over basically his whole apartment, uh, s- switches on and it projects, um, a woman in sort of like a fifties sort of looking attire, but she's a hologram. And when she pat, when she walks, if there's light, a light source behind her, you'll be able to see it through her. Like yeah. it's, it's cool. so simple feeling, but I'm sure it was incredibly difficult to do. Like that was my whole thought. I was like, oh my god! And it, 
Well, especially if you said they didn't use any green screen. That's the only way you could do that. I don't know how you do that. Like, it's so, it's so good, and it's like, it, it never looks fake. And they do this thing, which I'm about to describe, where she comes and he's sitting down in food. And he has these weird, I'm going to call them space noodles, but they're just future noodles. Uh, they're all like see-through and gray. It's literally a bowl of see-through and gray noodles. <laughs> Great. And she walks over to him and she puts down a tray over top of it of like a steak or something like that, like a very 50s style like meal. Uh, and it kind of overlays on top of it. You get a, you get like half of both. And... They do that a bunch. So he surprises her with a gift. He has this thing. I forget what it's called. Do you remember? Like oh, an, it's like uh, an emitter. Uh, uh, it basically makes it so she can be outside of the swivel arm space. Like she can go mm-hmm. outside of like the living room. Because like she's pretty yeah. much confined to just the living room at that point. Yeah. Um, in terms of like physical her hologram. Yeah. Um, and so. First- and he takes her up. She wants to go up to the roof in their first scene. He's, like, in love with her, too. That's basically yeah. his wife. He's kind of like Plankton. It's his computer wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, Karen. <laughs> that, the most underrated SpongeBob character by far is Karen, computer wife. Seaweed. 50% sea, 50% weed. <laughs> Plankton. 99% eat. Uh, wait, what was it? 1% evil, 99% hot gas. <laughs> <laughs> so good fucking spongebob uh but there's then they do certain things with the effect that are like real complicated she goes up on the roof and it's raining and so the rain's going through the hologram and it sort of glitches out but then it starts to like detect and it starts to like read and detect and interpret how the rain's hitting it in order yeah. to make the hologram look like she's getting rained on it's, it's really cool. Really fucking cool. It's a really fucking cool visual sequence. And it's like, I'm pretty sure she's wearing a white shirt. Whatever. But the... <laughs> <laughs> she's not, I would remember. Uh, uh, <laughs> fucking, we're both gross. We're both gross for that exchange. Uh, uh, there's there's a lead up to this whole story that's even better and even going to be more gross. Uh, uh, great, I guess. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. I, uh, I, I I was yeah. thinking about our podcast while I was watching the movie for that scene. Um, I don't know where you're going with this, but I'll go. Whatever, we're gonna get there, I guess. The uh, it's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be yeah. good. So she's basically his wife, and like she, uh, he starts taking her on the adventure, and like there's a couple scenes where she kind of serves as uh, his um, audience surrogate, where she doesn't understand the world as much around him because she's a computer program. Uh, that uh, or a hologram that existed in a in a box, um, and she also like so he's investigating the DNA and it's like two of these DNAs match of a boy and a girl that's impossible. She's like, how can that be? And like it, it gives him someone to talk off of. Where it's like the first Blade Runner, they had to put in a fucking narration over, and I think that she kind of solves that problem, um, while being her own fascinating. Like she's an interesting character where it's like she's so human and he loves her so much. But she's not at all. She's even like there's varying degrees of human, which you learn over the course of the movie. And she's definitely not. Anyway, I think it's after he gets fired. She surprises him. There's a scene where some random lady tries to give him like get a bunch of prostitutes uh, to hit on him. Because they're they're trying to get 
him information from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the the woman who sends the prostitutes after him, you don't. I didn't know who that was, and I was confused for like a good two hours. And then they eventually that eventually gets cleared up. But they send these prostitutes toward him, and uh, he. And kind of like rejects them and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, you could never the one. The main prostitute's like, oh, you can never handle like a real girl anyway. Uh, he gets home after getting fired. And uh, I'm going to keep, keep calling her Karen. Computer wife Karen uh, is just like, hey, I got a surprise for you. Pro- the prostitute shows up and they do. This scene happens in her, but it's not as visual. So she... Karen got a prostitute for him so that they could basically fuck. And it's this, this scene is so weird, but the visual effect is so fucking it's crazy. It's cool. It's, it's, she, this is the scene I was talking about that I wanted. Okay. <laughs> so she projects herself and then the prostitute steps into the hologram and then they sort of sync up. She's like, all right, let me sync. And they, but they it, don't really they don't. So like, and you don't know who's moving and who's not at times because their faces they kind of do like a blend together, kind of like, kind of like you know in a <laughs> this is good, this is gonna be a good one, you know like in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part Two when Harry and Voldemort are fighting Sean <laughs> and they do the apparating thing and they blend and Harry and Voldemort's face and together for a second. CGI looks just as bad as Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? If they intentionally made it look like Clint Eastwood in the fucking Sorcerer's Stone, then that's fine. It looks like Clint Eastwood, <laughs> the quirrell head. Anyway, uh, so... <laughs> uh, so this scene was, like, uncomfortable, but I think it was supposed to be. Because he's yeah. like, this is weird. I'm, like, not... It's you, but it's not you. But I, yeah. I was just thinking of... Uh, I was like, when she, <sighs> when she takes... The, <laughs> When they take their clothes off, I was like, oh, sweet four boobs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking. It's going to be a Paul reference. Or you have a Paul no, reference? No, I was going to do a Sonny reference. Two guns, six boobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, wait. Which which Sonny episode is that from? <laughs> when, they, when they try to do the marketing, when they try to do the shotgun and gunshot. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I remember. <laughs> and they're trying to patent it, and Frank's trying to do the. He's like, yeah, I got a tequila bullets. And they're like, what's combine? Wait, the, the lawyer's like, let's just combine our idea. Combine your two ideas. He's like, that's great. Four, two guns, six boobs. <laughs> Bartender, got, I would like a beverage, the- please. <laughs> How about a shot? What the. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It was like super pervy of me to think, but I was like, all right, well, yeah. she took her clothes off and they're not totally synced. Am I going to see four boobs? It's pretty yeah. funny. I forget what they but do. I honestly they don't, what they, they, don't, there, they, yeah. don't, they don't show it. Yeah. I was kind of glad that they didn't because I probably would have laughed. Yeah. Follow up the next morning, probably the best joke. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but the prostitute says to Joy, I've been inside you or whatever. And I was yeah. She's like, I've been inside you. There's like not much to you or something like that. Yeah. She like burns her. It's good. And, and then I, the, the mo- this is a really important thing that happens. And I, yes, my date, I, did, I don't think caught this because I talked about it later. And I don't think when we were talking about the movie, I was like, you catch that line. Uh, the prostitute's leaving and uh, she picks up the wooden horse and she goes, 
Just like from my dream. Or just like, she says, like, just like from the dream or something like that. Or from my memory oh, or something. Oh, I missed that too. She, said, she says something along, along those lines to imply that she has the same implanted memory. Oh, man. I'm kind of glad I missed that then. Because mm-hmm. that made... All right. Anyway. Yeah. All, yeah, let's hold that. Let's put a pin in that. Um, what? <laughs> you got something else gross? You fucking pervert? No, 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 no. Um... No, I was saying, like, there's a plot point where she puts the tracker in his suit, in his jacket, which I also really want that jacket. That jacket's badass, Yeah, by it's the way. a good fucking jacket. Yeah, it's a really fucking... I like the, the mouth. It does the, the yeah. mouth thing. Um, it has a cool jacket. Right, so she puts a, uh, a, a tracking thing into his jacket. And then um, uh, Karen, computer wife, wants to go with him uh, to investigate more. And he, I forget where... I think he's going to Vegas next. And yeah. so... They take she her stick thing, which she lives in now, um, which is like the hologram projector, uh, has like a radio transmitter. So they break that, and so and then they destroy and wipe the memory of her like home terminal. So she only exists in this stick um, projection th- projection thing. If she, if that thing breaks, she she dies. She's gone. Uh, and so she asks him to do it, and also she has been encouraging and like in like leading him on. I don't want to say leading him on. That's the wrong way to phrase that. Cause that sounds shitty. Um, she's been the one who's been feeding the thoughts of like, he might be this son, this replicant son. Um, and she decides to name him. She's like, well, if you're human or you're not completely a replicant, you don't, your K is like your, your serial number name. You deserve him for like an actual human name, and so she starts calling him Joe. And at first, he kind of he's like, "No, that's not my name." He's kind of like rejecting it, and then eventually, he it kind of like he warms up to it. Yeah, he accepts it. Yeah, uh, he goes to Vegas. Love the evil replicant girl uh, breaks into the police office again. The police station again. It's the second time she does, she can get fucking anywhere probably by roundhousing, and. <laughs> She's real good at roundhousing. Uh, oh, yeah, that scene with uh, Robin, Robin right? Correct. Robin Correct. You are Robin Correct about that. Uh, she goes into Robin Correct's office and uh, basically starts like, she's like, Where, where's where's Kay? She starts asking. She's like, I don't fucking know. I, he's he, off duty. He, yeah, yeah, he's off duty. She has no way of track. Like, she's like, I don't know where to find him. They had been tracking him using Joy's um, radio transmitter before that. And once they broke it, she was like, fuck, I got to go find another way to track him down. And I was confused at this point. Uh, and so, so, so was the person who I was with. They were like, wait, how are they following him right now? I guess he had a thing in his car. Because I didn't understand who. Well, the, wasn't it the tracking thing that the prostitute put in his jacket? No, that's how he gets rescued from Vegas ultimately. But yeah, it's, that's true. I think that they just had. A, I think that they could track his car because it was like a police car. And if live free or die hard has taught me anything, police cars <laughs> have all been lowjacked. Um, which is, I think, the opening scene with Bruce Willis or something. And it's like, yeah, we know where you are. What? Do I, I don't know? understand technology because I'm <laughs> Bruce Willis. That's the button, the button of every two hours. <laughs> Kevin Smith's here too, guys. Um, <laughs> he's the he's the command warlock. center. Um, <laughs> that's a great scene. Um, I like Live Free or Die Hard a lot. It's, it's actually pretty good. It's, I'll defend it's that movie. Pretty fucking I, great. I watched five minutes of uh, Good Day to Die Hard and was like, this was made by a bunch of 
high schoolers. I, I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on this podcast. I watched a bootleg of Live Free or Die Hard when it came out, and I was like, I was like, oh, I'm just curious. It's supposed to be terrible. I'm just curious. But I also hear there's a 15 minute long car chase in Russia. That sounds fucking awesome. It's not. It's terrible. <laughs> It's a really bad car chase. Bruce Willis, who's super old in this one, gets into two crashes where he, the car flips over on its side like a thousand times and he gets out. And then like the first time it happens, he gets out and he yells at a guy like, give me your car. The guy starts responding in Russian. And he's like, come on, speak English. And then like steals the guy's car. And then it Classic happens. Bruce Willis. I'm very tired. They go to Vegas. They go to Vegas. Maybe. And- he, you know, what the fuck happens in Vegas? Uh, what well, stays well, in Vegas? Um, well, Harrison Ford stays in Vegas. Along with uh, Ashton Kutcher and Cameron Diaz. <laughs> uh, someone make that poster with Deckard and on the, <laughs> on the poster of what happens in Vegas. That's a perfect meme right there. Yeah, and his, uh, well, maybe not now, but the he has his, his mountain of booze, empty booze bottles next to that fucking bar, which was, that was one of, that was one of the, we're gonna say that was joke number two right there. We didn't finish the Robin. We didn't finish the Robin Correct scene. So yes, you're right. So okay, before those nineteen tangents, um, <laughs> Love is in there and she's trying to get. She's trying to track him. She can't do it. Uh, Robin Wright pours a drink and I think she drinks it and he's she, like she's being real surly towards her. And Love just, she has the glass in her hand. Love just grabs her fucking hand and just crushes the glass in her hand and just. Keith doesn't let go and her hands is like gushing blood she's like where is in she's like freaking out and Robin Robin corrects basically just like you'll have to kill me I'm not going to help you and she's like all right I don't fucking care and it breaks her neck or something I don't remember how she no her. she stabs her that's right that's right and then stabs no slices her stomach and then stabs her from outside the window it cuts to a shot outside yeah. the window stabs her um i just want to say that scene when she keeps like squeezing her hand tighter was just like one of those like baby driver oh shit moments for me i was like yeah. oh shit like oh fuck like, yeah that's so brutal <laughs> yeah it's like there's worse violent things that happen in this movie but it's they that's stay the on more that. memorable one. Yeah, they it, stay on that. Yeah, there's something I forget what they talk about. You hear about. the glass like clinking and like crunching, oh, yeah, the crunching, like, and like a little bit of liquidy. Yeah, yeah, it's no, it's no good. Um, there's something somebody had talked about like an evil in the original Evil Dead. There's all these crazy violent things that happen, but the thing that you remember the most is someone gets stabbed in the Achilles by a pencil. And it's oh. real bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah. okay, people are getting like their stomachs disemboweled and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, that's fine. We don't we don't really have a good grasp of what that would do to you. But a pencil in your Achilles, you just know is like, uh, no. Mm. No, fuck that. Anyway, so she kills her. A lot of scalpel use in this movie. Yeah. There, there really is. It's like yeah. Dave Barista. Robin correct. Yeah, but like what the fuck kind of I was literally thinking about that during the movie. It was like what kind of fucking theme is a scalpel? Doctors are like playing God and Precision? God and I don't know. You're going no, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't know. You're God. not convincing me at all. I don't mean to be an ass, but like that. Uh, uh, God. I, okay. Oh uh, wait, no, okay. Just no, that makes, sense. That, makes sense. that makes sense. That makes sense. Um no, I'm on the fence. Uh the there's a great moment though where she has to log into Robin Craig's computer and she, the it, to get on it like does a facial scan. She holds up Robin Craig's oh, dead yeah. head and it scans in and she gets let in. She just lets go of her head and it 
fucking thud, and she just like drops it, and it like thuds, and it was real loud in the mic, and bounces off the fucking desk. I'm gonna say joke number three. That's yeah, joke I, number I two. I had booze a bottles or like, uh, number three. I feel like I was, I was the only person who laughed in theaters when that happened. But yeah, I, laughed I didn't hard. laugh, but I was like. <laughs> Like one of those, like that was funny, kind I, of, because it was so loud. Like the yeah. thud was so loud. It was the closest thing to a joke, and it was so dark. And there was no other things that were like. I feel like I legitimately laughed at that. I don't know why I'm justifying this, but it's like I did feel kind of fucked up, like right after it happened. I was yeah, like, you're oh, like oh, I laughed at that. Uh, but again, no, it was like it felt. Yeah, it was like darkly funny, and it felt the fit the character in the universe. Um, the. Uh, so she's able to track his car, and they send a bunch of people to Vegas to track him down. He goes to Vegas, and he's wandering around Vegas for a while, and there's just a lot of Hans Zimmer bombs. Yeah. And then some cool shots. Yeah, it looks amazing. It's all orange. It's very Fury Road-ish. A lot of different scenes and different look. Every location kind of has a different color. Um, the junk people are brown. Like, that's brown. Dave Batista's all gray. Vegas is all orange. Um, there's different different sequences kind of have their own. Gold is Jared Leto's house. There's a lot of stuff like that. Anyway. Yeah. He's wandering around. There's like traps and stuff. Uh, but there's definitely like there's a bunch of bees. He stumbles into a bunch of bees, but they're all in like hives. Like someone's been beekeeping. And it's like, that's weird. And, they say Vegas had a dirty bomb go off, and they the they find out the horse is irradiated. That's what it is. They find out the horse is irradiated from the the I'm your captain now guy from. Um, oh yeah, that guy. That guy. Yeah. Which he is a great little fucking scene. That that yeah, he's a, a great cameo. yeah. It's a good it's a it's a good character beat where he's like you get enough of who that guy is and it's like it's good. Um, and then. Harrison Ford, he, he stumbles onto Deckard, who's been there. He's got a dog that he doesn't know if it's real or not, and he doesn't give a shit. And basically, Deckard's just been getting pissed drunk by himself and eating bees in Vegas or something. Well, you know, beekeeping, it's a tax write-off, so, you know. Yeah, it's a tax write-off. <laughs> you're living in fucking crazy penthouses in, in Vegas because no one else lives there because it's a dirty bomb went off there in, in recent memory. So Harrison Ford has all these Home Alone booby traps and uh, <laughs> Home Alone Skyfall booby traps, yeah. And uh, he, him, and Gosling get go at it, and then they. You, I didn't realize it was Vegas until they stumbled into that room and Elvis, a projection of Elvis, started playing, and they were like in that classic. I was like, oh, it's Vegas. Like, Baby. I probably should have known that it was that. Mm-hmm. earlier but i just like i couldn't read the street signs and like i couldn't really tell and there's um, they kept showing pyramids outside and it's like it's blade runner there's pyramids everywhere yeah it's like, <laughs> like the, seriously. there's no like they don't have any buildings that are like visual cues uh, that like oh the empire state building they're in new york yeah. like there's nothing like that in this movie or the all. garden which probably would be trashed in this universe yeah um <laughs> then, then you'd just be pissed uh, but there was a couple, I, I forget where I, I had heard that, uh, you're still <laughs> you, having delivered, you delivered that with like such confidence and like straightforward. Like, I, was, like, <laughs> I didn't even realize it until like after, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would have been trash. Like there's, there's no way the Madison square. I'm, nah, cur- I'm curious what new Blade Runner in New York 
is. It's ah, probably, yeah, that would be cool as hell. Worse. Um, you see, like that's what the f- if they continued making these, they'd do like different cities. It'd be like Blade Runner in New York, and I don't want to see that. I think like CSI Garrison East is uh, yes. in Blade Runner. Blade, Blade Runner Garrison East. He would be a good Tyrell. He could Mark Harmon. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, that's, that's NCIS. Anyway, uh, what's the difference? Um, uh, Chris O'Donnell. Um, ooh. Anywho, so they're in Vegas. That was a great fight scene in that in that like that set piece with like the lights and everything. I was like, yeah. this is cool. The so, sound, the sound, just being like. Wah. Yeah, it's just like come out real quick, like mm-hmm. Elvis, Elvis, and then it's Liberace, just like Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Liberace. Monroe. It was it was really cool. That was a really cool part. Yeah, I mean, all of it was cool, but like that in particular, I was like, this is this is like there's like practical lights in this scene, and it's we're, just like we're eight years away from that <laughs> being a stage <laughs> show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, not and even then, yeah the um then they just like stop fighting it's great he's like let's just get a drink he just yeah he just <laughs> keeps beating the shit Harrison Ford just it, it's a cool cat and mouse sequence where Harrison Ford's trying to shoot him at first and he's like chasing mm-hmm. him all over the hotel Gosling accidentally sets off one of the bombs but it doesn't do shit to him which was kind of weird um yeah and then he's lured into like that hologram room and like he it's all cat and mouse and he gets close enough to swat the gun away. And then, we're on like hour, like hour and a half in. By the way, like, I think it's an hour forty-five is when Harrison yeah. Ford shows up. I was, I yeah. saw that. Song. It's like an hour forty-five to an hour fifty. Yeah, and he uh, eventually they get it. He's like, "All right, I keep beating the shit out of you. It's not doing anything." And Ryan Gosling's clearly at first pissed off about it, then he gets more stoic about it. He lets it happen, and then it's like, "All right, what's going on?" They get a drink together. Uh, and Harrison Ford starts like talking to him, and he asks him, "I think about Rachel." Not before he pours one out for his dog. Yeah, that's joke number four. We only got one left, and I don't remember which one it is. Uh, uh sorry, I just uh, my computer popped up. Um, yeah, he pours one out for his dog, and it's just like, is that thing real? He's like, I don't, I don't fucking know, or do I ask care? him? Yeah, uh, which was great because he's just an old drunk man and that's what Deckard would be and he gives he explains his side of the story where it's like Rachel died during childbirth he couldn't be there he's like he did what he had to do in order to protect the kid um, was which was to leave he was like I couldn't be there because people would have tracked me down they would have figured things out they would have taken the kid dissected it and done whatever I it's more important for the kids who have been hidden um, so that it uh, it just means more. And he's like, if I have to go away and hide, then I'll do my job. And he hates him. Deckard's definitely like a self-loathing type of character where he's like, I'll f- it doesn't help him, but he's fine to take that hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, so he explains everything else. And it takes like two hours to basically confirm where it's like, the lady in the box was Rachel. Him, Her and Deckard did have a kid together. And that kid, Ryan Gosling, still thinks it's him. And I I don't think he says... And it's a great... The Deckard stuff's great because it's like... Ryan Gosling thinks he's meeting his father. You know what I mean? But he's... Yeah. But he's not. Uh, he, or he is. You don't... You never really know. Um, and then... Love tracks him down and they shoot, they send a couple of the cars in and like they blow up 
they're about to leave and like flee Vegas anyway. And then I think, and then like a missile comes and blows up their car and then love sends in a couple goons uh, to they, they, she abducts Harrison Ford, blows up the dog. The dog is fine. Gets, gets, gets like blown up in an explosion. Oh, you don't know. No, that's what it was. So it's, um, you hear a bunch of sensors go off and Harrison Ford starts running. He tries to get to his escape car and he's running and he goes down the stairs and he like seals. This is an awesome fucking moment. He seals Number five. Yeah. 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 I don't think it's very funny after this either. Uh, he seals the door behind him. It's like this big heavy-duty door, and he's running. He runs like 10 paces forward, and then Ryan Gosling just runs through like the granite marble wall, and he's just like, Poosh! he just bursts through it. And like Harrison Ford just kind of turns around and looks, and he's just like, I don't even think he reacts. He's just kind of like, <laughs> all right. And like they're running to the car, uh, and it gets blown up before they can get to it. And then he gets up. Uh, Harrison Ford gets abducted. She takes him to Jared Leto's house, um, and then Ryan Gosling gets rescued by like the prostitute and like a couple other random people. But f- he puts he. This is like the other action scene, the second action scene where like he he kills a couple of these guys. Um, there's a couple goons, and he just like lights them up. Yeah. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. With really the cool. face, they like the face masks. Yeah, these face masks. Yeah, yeah, dirty bomb. Um, yeah, he like ha- he like grabs one by like the the neck and he kind of spins him around and then like uses him as a shield, shoots like the other guy and then he like sh- fucking throws the other dude and like shoots him or something. Like it's again, it's real precise. The bu- 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 Ryan Gosling gets rescued by the prostitute. We find out who hired the prostitute. She was seen in a photo with the replicant baby uh, in the beginning, but we don't know who she is. She was like friends with Dave Barista, yeah. um, and they explain everything basically. That there is a child. Uh, it's a girl. The two DNA, different DNAs, um, were part of the thing to help hide the kids, so like nobody would know who it is. Like they set things up so it would be a mystery to try and find this person. But it's more about like confusing the trail. It's not Ryan Gosling. And she's like, oh, my God, you thought you were it. <laughs> it was like one of those moments, like, you thought it was you yeah. kind of thing. Well, and it's no, like kind it of depressing. Well, it no, it doesn't, it's, it's not played out that way, but it was just like, oh, like, dude. Oh, yeah. like. <laughs> but she says, and she also explains where it's like, I got a whole army of replicants. And then a bunch show up and it's like, we're ready to fucking revolt and have a revolution. And you know what? It never happens. And I kind of love that. It feels sequel baity, but it's like in this world, that's not the story we're seeing. Yeah. Like the story we're seeing has an effect on that. That would be like the blackout in this would be like the uprising. They'll talk about it in the next one. Like the uprising happened and like the replicants killed all of the. Oh, my God. I would love if the next one, the uprising happens off screen. That's had that would have to happen if they're trying oh. to keep like the tone the same and not have like a crazy fucking Dark Knight Rises battle in the streets. Yeah, that's what it would have to be. But everything, yeah, but it was just, yeah, I would be really fucking happy about that. Um, the uh, oh man, yeah. So she explains though. She's like, you thought you were the child. She was like, you wanted. She was like, you wanted to be the child. We all have like that's that's the dream. We all all of us want to be 
more than what we are, like, and what that child represents to us. Like, uh, she, she, like, she, like, I, I thought that was cool where it's like all the revolutionaries in some way, shape or another, believe themselves to be this human hybrid or replicant, just born child. And I, I, that I thought conceptually was really cool and inspiring. It was like, yeah, it, it was like the most robotic way to explain what in like how to be inspired. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's just a want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, the, uh, so anyway, that all gets explained. I'm just rattling through the plot. Is this cool? Well, yeah, no. And you find out, all, like they, it does a quick cut to girl uh, J- Jake Gyllenhaal in the bubble, and it's does like, it then? yeah, and that's why okay. I was I, I was like, oh, 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 and yeah. that's where you, that's where you find out that girl Jake Gyllenhaal Maggie that was Gyllenhaal? her mem- <laughs> her her memory. She goes she goes when she says that was a real memory. She was talking about she's her crying. own memory. Yeah, she's talking about her and own. that's why she was crying. So it was a really, really, really good twist and one that I yes. honestly didn't see coming. They do I really it. didn't. No. And, and it makes so much. Once they do, it's like, oh, my God, that makes so much fucking sense. But yeah. why would it have been the girl in the bubble who explains that she didn't really know her parents or like whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's like it's all there. It's all there. But it, like they she, do, it's presented in a way where you don't really you don't you don't think about it. It's just like not that scene isn't in your like collective consciousness of the film because you're so focused on Gosling, like finding out that it's him and uh, and like that it, it that's why it's such good filmmaking. Yeah. It's just good filmmaking because it's like it's very it um distracts you from stuff that without being obvious about it. Yeah, yeah, that's exa- that's exactly right. That's exactly fucking right. Where it it's. The right kind of distract. It's not that it's, it's distract. Yeah, it's basically distracting, but it's like there's just other stuff going on, and it it bounces around everything, and everything's just as involving. Um, but you don't always fo- like yeah, you're just bouncing around so much. It's so fucking good, and you the, like learn something new in every scene. And every scene has a purpose. Like it's yeah. slow, but it's long, but everything matters. Yeah. Um, with the exception of some of the revolution stuff, but it just kind of adds more stakes to everything. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I want to talk about her, the reveal of it being the dream. Like I love that the literal dream of all of these replicants is to be this human hybrid, the, the, the child mm-hmm. yet the person who literally makes all of their dreams is that child. There's an awesome cyclical nature to that, which is so fucking cool. Like there's something really like beautiful about that, that like I am all about, uh, I, I don't know. I just wanted to say that. Like, I just thought that was fucking great. That's a, that's a, that's a cool thought. I never really put that together. Um, also tail end basically ends with Gosling. The third act was kind of cool. I thought that the final battle, super small scale, literally in like a 10 foot room uh, that's sinking in the ocean. (laughs) Rewind. Harrison Ford at Jared Leto's house. 
Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's we gotta break. I know it's, I know that, we're going long, yeah. but we're that's important. Like yeah, a beat right. for beat I, discussion. I, I forgot about. Movie. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. No, it's fine. Um, I'm just saying. I'm like we're, we're yeah. going beat for beat. We might as yeah. well finish it because this scene yeah. was fun. This is this is the this scene is perfect because this is the incredible tightrope this movie w- walks. The original mm-hmm. Blade Runner, depending what cut you watch, Deckard is either a replicant, maybe maybe a replicant, or definitely a replicant, and. Or something like that. Like each cut, there, there's different interpretations and stuff. To make a sequel to a movie with an ambiguous ending, this one preserves the ambiguity and just adds a couple more questions. And it's like, what? Like, and you, yep. you're never going to know. But the. Uh, yep. So Jared Leto is talking to Harrison Ford, and he's just like, he's trying to get as many answers as he can about this child. And he kind of starts using Rachel as like leverage, where it's like, oh, you loved her. Have you ever, th- and he basically goes on this whole thing where it's like, have you ever thought maybe you were perfectly designed to be her perfect mate so that the two of you could get together to have this child, to have, to manufacture, like the, you're, um, you were made to be her mate and everything else that was going on was manufactured around that, uh, He's like, have that ever like basically to imply where it's like Tyrell created the two of you just to to make it's, this baby. It's kind of like an Adam and Eve type thing. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah. No, it's really like yeah. No, it's like on the nose of shit. Like I, I'm not that. I didn't mean that to be condescending. It's like that's all on the fucking nose of shit. But like yeah, no, I didn't even think of that. I didn't think about it until you said it, and I was like, oh, it's like Adam and Eve. They were designed solely to procreate and make a baby. They were found under a tree, and Dave Batista is the, the fruit of knowledge. <laughs> or maybe the baby's supposed to be. I don't know. Um, uh, there's definitely there's yeah, a lot of biblical fucking connections. Oh to yeah, this. it's well, it's it's like what it means to be human. That's mm-hmm. like the whole plot of that's what it, that's what any kind of artificial intelligence, whether it's like a Pinocchio type story or uh, I mean, the, to a degree, it yeah, kind of is. no, it is. Um, I be a real boy. Um, Pinocchio. <clears throat> 2049. Uh, <laughs> I would play Pinocchio. Who would play Pinocchio in Pinocchio uh, 2049? Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Shan- Michael Shannon as Michael Geppetto. Sh- <laughs> hey, uh, Pinocchio, I, uh, uh, I'm going to make you a kid. Heresy. There's, um, there's a blue fairy in here, and I uh, wished you. <laughs> You came to life, and uh, now you did. <laughs> and now uh, we gotta get out of here, Pinocchio. There's they're coming after us. I gotta directed directed by uh, John Favreau. Yeah, you know, me, Michael, me, Michael Shannon, just making Pinocchio, and uh, Gosling. He's great. Uh, you bring in Robert Downey Jr., who actually isn't Robert Downey Jr. Actually playing Geppetto in the Pinocchio movie. He might be. He's pro. I feel like he's doing one of the live action Disney ones. I don't know yeah, which. Yeah, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. You know, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, Vegas, uh, so the, yeah, that scene happens. We get a digitally de-aged Sean Young as Rachel. Looks really good. Oh, it looked really good. I didn't think Sean Young. I wasn't sure if she was alive or still working. She works a lot. She's Einhorn or Finkel. She's Finkel and Einhorn. Yes, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, it was a good de-aging. I didn't. I thought they would have just used the girl that played Love to de-age her, or like construct the face around her because mm-hmm. she looked like enough like her struck like her facial structure was similar i guess i don't know maybe yeah. not but she but was if, only in it they, for like a minute yeah it's quick and then she just gets, she fucking, gets shot in the fucking head 
it's fucking murked, yeah. dude. <laughs> but there's a, there is a great moment where Jared Leto's basically like, look at this thing that I've created. I've recreated Rachel, like this woman that you loved and forced yourself on one time 30 years ago. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, the he Harrison Ford has this great moment where he's looking at her and it's like you feel like he's going to give in to like this fucking offer. And he's like, he turns away. It's like she had green eyes, by the way. And then they just shoot her in the head. Like it's fucking awesome. There's like, God, I gotta make another one. Yeah. Like, and then Jared <laughs> Leto's the like, drum. I got back to formula. Back to formula. <laughs> That's what Jared Leto has to do at the end of this movie. He has to go Green Goblin. He has to go back to formula for his babies. Uh, but Jared Leto's basically like, okay, you're not gonna fucking cooperate. I'm gonna take you off world, and I own space. Basically, <laughs> I can do whatever the fuck I want to you, like out there. So love is driving him to spaceport. I don't know. And Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Ryan Gosling was supposed to kill Harrison Ford. Somebody gave him the orders to kill. Oh, the 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 resistance lady gave him the orders to kill Harrison Ford because um, he would be the key to all of this or something like that. And then so Ryan Gosling, you're not really sure if he's going to or not. He ultimately doesn't. But there's also a really great scene. <laughs> In Vegas, Love breaks uh, Karen's, the stick Karen lives in. So his computer wife is dead. Uh, she gets phased out of existence. And there's a great fucking scene where he's disillusioned, I think, before. I think this happens before he makes the decision to go rescue Harrison Ford. He's walking around the city, and he's on a bridge. And a big hologram, a big naked neon lady hologram, like, bends over and starts calling him Joe. And it's an ad for Joy, which is the, the operating system thing that he had. And you see this ad a couple times throughout the movie. And this is this is something the movie does really well, where you see certain things a couple times, and they, depending the context of the story, it, it like you interpret it differently, which is like the cool shelf effect kind of thing that you learn about in film school. I think I'm yeah. getting the name right. And her, the tagline for Joy is like exactly what you want to hear. Like it's it's literally it's a device that's going to tell you exactly what you want to hear, and he looks up at it and it's so kind of sad, but that's when he realizes where it's like I don't think I loved like maybe I loved her, but it she told me exactly what I wanted to hear and that's true. She was the one who was really feeding the idea that he was the kid. He kind of tried to brush it off a couple times, but it didn't work. And it's like, oh, fuck, it's so good. And like yeah. After after that, he kind of comes to a realization there where it's like, those feelings might not have been real, but whatever, I can still choose to rescue this guy and, like, make give him the chance to meet his daughter. Uh, and, like, so he, the music, like, picks up real hard and he gets in his car and then it's just crazy. He, like, takes out the convoy of all the other cars Um Someone's phone just won't. Uh, my phone did. Um, he takes out, like, the convoy of all the cards, taking, like, Deckard, and then uh, crashes the prison one where it's Love and Deckard in it. And uh, they crash on, like, this crazy wall. It's like a big levee sort of hydro dam shit. And uh, he... Him and Love get into a fight, and it ends with him drowning her for an extended period of time. It was fucking crazy because it's you're watching two 
Wait, no, wait. Did I jump the way right? he appears, no, but the way he appears at first, he just j- like comes out of the water and just fucking right, like one pins arm. her to the one arm, pins her to the ceiling. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, and before that, she had been stabbing the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, out of nowhere, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, and he he's pinning her to the wall and choking her, and she starts to kind of like she's like fading from that, and then he puts her under. And he holds her under for a while, and it's like a lo- It's probably like a, the length of the time it actually takes to drown somebody, and yeah. it's weird because in the con that you, at this point you know he's not a human, and you know she's not, and she's just trying to be better than him. It's weird, um, and he holds her under, and she like she fucking drowns. Uh, and then he rescues Deckard and he takes basically basically the end, the end of the movie is he takes him to J- uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's house um, so that he can meet Jake Gyllenhaal. And like they you don't actually see that scene. They just he like puts his hand up to like wave to her to say hi. Uh, and then Ryan Gosling, it's kind of like the end of Drive. He's got a bunch of knife wounds in his abdomen and he's laying there and it's snowing. And he's just watching as the snow like falls on him and it kind of like melts and shit. And he just, which I thought was cool because it's like the opposite of rain. It's all snow, you know, teardrops mm. and snow, some shit like that. He, uh, he, I'm assuming he dies on the steps, right? Uh, who can, I don't know. Uh, who can say? Uh, I, m- my interpretation of it was that like he accomplished his goal. He got. Harrison Ford to meet Jake Gyllenhaal and mm-hmm. uh, and he kind of gets to be his son yeah he had some daddy moments he had some daddy moments and he has the memories of her of his of the girl it's kind of like a sibling in a way where it's like they have shared memories and yeah it's it feels very much like who he's choosing to be, where it's like it doesn't matter if he's actually the son or not. He can choose in that moment to believe he you is. are who you choose to be. Yeah. Superman. That sounded nice. sound nice and growly in the mic. Yeah, uh, that's that's good, Vin Diesel. Deal. This time it's not just about being fat. I remember everything about my father. <laughs> this is the best fucking line he has in five. Um, I am Groot. Uh, I am but, Groot. Yeah. I um, am Groot. Teenage Groot. The, uh, <laughs> so yeah, that that's that's the plot. That's that's the movie. <laughs> we just um, talked about it for a while. Sorry, it was worth almost it. took us the whole time that the movie took. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, the nah, well, we talked like a half hour about Star Wars, but yeah, we're good. Uh, the, uh, I do, the one thing I specifically noted, like, as soon as I walked out, when I was talking to my roommate, I was like, I really loved that, because I was curious as to how they did this, uh, how they kind of kept the ambiguity of Deckard being a replicant, because it's like, no one knows what cut is, like, the definitive cut, like, no one knows, like, which one is, like, canon, and, like, it's, they're very different from what I gather, I've only seen one of them, I saw the final cut, or director's cut, I think I saw the director's cut, I think I've seen seen director and final, um, 
I don't think I've ever seen the original. Um, I, I haven't either. It's supposed to be, it's supposed yeah. to be the worst one, though. Yeah, because he's got like the narration, and then mm-hmm. it's like Harrison Ford just like didn't care about doing that. So he tried to like, tank that so that they wouldn't use yeah. it, and it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they they did such a good job because I like you still don't know. Like you're just like, and that's because the most impressive thing with this movie, where it's like, how did they yeah. pull that trick? Like everything yeah. else, like making this movie work and it visually and everything, like must have been a ton of effort. But just like, just, but like we can unpack that a little bit though. The whole Jared Leto thing, where it's like maybe you were created just to do this, but it, a lot of it's like, how the fuck would he know? Yeah, we well, also I see it comes off as the kind of person that's like, I'm fucking so much better than you, bro. What about this, dude? Like, yeah, but it's also just I like, got- or if he actually knows, he'd be like, no, no, that's not how things went well, you're not real yeah. like yeah i well, know harrison this. ford yeah harrison ford flips him off basically and mm-hmm. he's like now nah, she's got fucking green eyes idiot and he's like oh well does she also have a big old hole in her head what what are you talking about <laughs> blam it's <laughs> fucking crazy kaboom uh yeah kaboom. i no i but i was like wow i i like thought about it after i walked out i was like they never they never confirm it and confirm they it, like no. They they never had to. They like they didn't talk about the semantics of replicant replicant reproduction or human replicant reproduction. Thank and like again, that makes it so much more interesting. Where it's like that's if, why yeah. If he's a human, a human replicant hybrid is fascinating. Replicant replicant is more significant. They're both significant, but I think replicant replicants probably more so. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's because it's like even less likely to happen. Yeah, and it's. I guess. Children of Menish. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, nice. Fuck, I'd watch the shit out of a Blade Runner Children of Men movie. Um, where it's like, hey, do you want to just rip off the plot of Children of Men? Sure. sure we'll, we'll do it's that. It's a great movie. My favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite. Uh, um, yeah. I, I really, like, there's so much about it where it's like, even when we were talking about it, I was going real deep tangents. I apologize. But, like, it's so good. Like, there's it so is. much about it that it's like, all the questions and like oh man I don't even know it's just so fucking good <laughs> like the, go see it yeah go see it people the they don't make movies like this that much it's not making a ton of money so they will continue to not make a lot of movies like this it's well we'll have to wait another 30 years for the next one which is fine I don't want a bunch of these but like it's I just, you know what I even like, Sean? You know what I even really like? The title. It just sounds so retro. Yeah. Blade Runner 2049. Like, it's so, that's a cool future number. <laughs> right? Like, the number. Yeah, it's, it definitely has a cooler ring to it than Blade Runner 2 or yeah. Blade Runner Z or whatever. <laughs> Whatever, Blade Runner, er, er. <laughs> part when, new. When when K met Blade Runner, er, <laughs> when K met Deckard, Blade Runner Junior, uh, Baby Blade Runner, The uh, Adventures of Blade Runner, Blade Sprinter. <laughs> That's so dumb. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, man, I I don't know. I'm glad I'm glad that you liked it. Like I I I really dug it. Yeah, and like I I I saw it last week. Like I said, like and there's a lot of stuff that like stuck, 
And like there, I've been talking to a couple other people who've seen it and they didn't really love it. They're like, I kind of fell asleep a little bit or like you'd probably pass out. Like it's, it's not for everybody. Not Neither everybody. was the first one. No. It's really, it's this really, is more, really, sorry. Yeah. Can, it's, it's, yeah, no, I, it's probably less accessible than the first one. Uh, no. cause it's another 45 minutes longer or maybe I, I think that's like a big turn off for people nowadays and it is I'm not saying I I mean it, dude every minute of this movie make is useful and that's what like, I'm saying. like is great that shouldn't be the turn off I'd say this I think this is more accessible I think this one's more accessible well it's it's yeah I, maybe I mean I yeah. I think I enjoyed it more yeah like Definitely. I got more enjoyment out of it. Like I was like, oh wow, this is really cool. Like that's really great. It's really great. Um, it also stands on its own. I think. Yeah, absolutely. You could probably you could totally see this without seeing the first one and and find something not to know enjoy. Anything find a lot to enjoy. about the first one, and it's just a movie where it's like, oh, and at the end, Harrison Ford shows up, and he's just this <laughs> drunk jerk, and he ran away with this woman who we presume. Him and this robot were in love, and he didn't force himself on anyone. And that's <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, can we talk about that? Because I feel like we've referenced it in the last podcast. Did we not? Uh, I haven't. Okay, I thought, uh, I, thought I did. Did I go and didn't I like really talk about it? It's a really uncomfortable well, scene. I, well, here's the thing. All right, so do you think that was like a product of 1980, whatever, too? Was it the year that came out? 1981? 82, I think. Was that a product of 1982 or was that like a product of it like trying to be like a noir from the 40s? Because like that's a very like 40s thing to say, like kiss to say kiss me. You know what I mean? Like that. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's not. It's more uncomfortable it's, because it's not a good look regardless. No, like, no, no. It's, yeah. But is it more of like them trying to be like a 40s noir? That's a good point. Or, that's a good counterpoint. You know what I mean? I think I'm not defending. I'm no, not defending. No, I agree. I, I, I agree. I, I get what you're saying, man. You're good. Um, yeah. I think, but again, I think the context of the scene is that she believed up until the day before or something like that. She was a real person. And then Deckard shows up and confirm and basically is like, Oh, she's a replicant. That's crazy. And then she, her, her worldview is shattered and she starts hanging out with him more. And then he, not long after that, just kind of like starts making moves on her. It's like, I think that there's something here. And it's like, I feel like, she, you know, she definitely is like, there's connections there, but she's kind of lost and confused. Yeah. Because she's of got sh- bigger things to like on her mind. Than- because of shit that he brought up to her, literally destroying her like mind as like a person, like as like, like what am I? The core, the core of their, her beliefs Being. and her existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's like, I, I think that's the more uncomfortable thing. But I, some of yeah, kiss me, say kiss me, say kiss. Yeah, like I could just see like a forties actor be like yeah. say kiss me, like with a fucking fedora on, yeah. and yeah, I, I don't know. That that was like my that's my counterpoint to like it being yeah. a noir, the o- a film noir. The other thing is like, that Deckard's just a bad dude. Uh, he's yeah, he's not a. It's it's the character, not the you know. Yeah, yeah, it's the character. Yeah, and the. It's similar to the police chief where it's like, oh, they're not real. They're literally just an object. But one I, yeah. but one I can re- fuck. Roles are reversed yeah. in this one. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It, it, either way, both both movies are good. The new yeah. one's great, too. Like It, it was it. a movie that I was like, when I found out they were making it, and I don't think Denis Villeneuve was attached right away, yeah. I think 
I was like, what? Why? Like, oh my God. And then he was attached and I was like, okay, like that's, that's definitely like a step in the right direction. And, and it was absolutely a step in the right direction. Yeah. Cause Ridley Scott wouldn't have even made as good of a movie and it's his own fucking movie. (laughs) He would have done a 15 minute. He put a crazy two robots fighting each other karate fight in alien covenant. And that would have happened in this. Oh, wasn't it uh, Fastbender and Longhaired Fastbender mm-hmm. fighting each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I watched the Everything Wrong With, and I was like, I don't think I need to watch this anymore. Yeah, it's not a good movie. Um, but it does set or up an interesting potential for a part three of the Prometheus. Better shit. or worse than Prometheus? Because you, you were a fan of Prometheus, I'm a big right? fan. Because I liked Prometheus. I'm I like a Prometheus big fan a lot. of Prometheus. I, I'm, I'm a big defender of that movie. Same. Um, it's Prometheus is just kind of like, there's a lot of things that are not uh, that the science fiction horror movie is not going to answer the questions of what is God and who, where are we from and stuff like that. Like, no, it's, it's, it's not. not. It's not an alien movie for, at all. Making like, it an alien movie was the biggest mistake with Prometheus. It should have just been its own thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. It was like, oh, because it, it set up people's expectations. Was, and that was ultimately what made it fail yeah. in the sense of like people liking it. And, but, and all the connections to Alien make no sense. No one. The best thing about the Xenomorph. Sorry, the be, I'm on a high horse. The best thing about the Xenomorph is that you don't know what where it came from. Now he has two movies that will like take forever to explain. Where it's like, Fastbender is an alien a robot, and he made some goo mixed with some goo and of some people, and then eventually made an egg, and the egg made a face hugger. And it poisoned not Tom Hardy yeah. and uh, and Doctor Manhattan and it, it ate his brain and it ate his chest and then it, he loved. Oh it yeah, Billy Crudup's in it. I think yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. That, when Doctor Manhattan, yeah. Leave me uh, alone. Also, uh, speaking of actors not being actors, uh, like not. Uh, being not character. Tom Hardy, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the prostitute, uh, not Zoe Deschanel? Question mark. Kind of got Zoe Deschanel vibes. Yeah, I was thinking, um, uh, who the fuck did I think it was? Chloe Sheveny? I thought that was Chloe Sheveny, I think. I don't know. She, she That in? actress looked like a bunch of different people, and I was like, oh, she she's from like Halt, Catch Fire or something like that, that actress. I'm looking at Blade Runner's IMDb. Yeah. Well, because you were talking about Anywho. once Den- uh, Denny V got brought on, you were like on board. There was an interview he did, and there was like a snippet from the interview I saw. And the quote basically was like, I don't think this is going to – this potentially might not live up to the first movie, like the original movie. And I, that terrifies me. And I was like, I cannot think of another director who's done like a legacy sequel like this who's just like – basically like, guys – I don't think I did. I, there's a good chance I didn't do this right. Like, <laughs> it's ballsy to say. Once he came out and said that, I was like, I am so fucking excited for this movie that he's doing something and he's like, oh, yeah, I probably failed. Like, <laughs> but he didn't, obviously. But it's like, yeah. it, it, it was more of a tempering expectations kind of thing. And I was like, I don't know. More people need to do that. More directors need to do that. Well, I think it's what Ryan Johnson's doing. I think, I think he is. I think he's doing a really good yeah. job of it. Yeah. Um, I also, yeah, it, it, Denis, my boy, um, mm. he uh, he definitely like made a movie that stood stands on its own. 
aesthetically, uh, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Props to Deacons and the lighting department and the fucking production department, production design, the art department. Yeah. Like, it's going to definitely rack up a, a fair number of Oscar nominations. I think technical. in sound editing, technical, possibly production design, yeah, um, yeah. like just you know, incredible all around. Uh, besides like a few questions I have and probably would probably be answered if I watched it again. Um, it was tight. really good. It's a tight really three hour movie. It's it really, I, all right. So I checked my phone once to see what time it was and mm-hmm. there, it was five o'clock, which meant there was only like maybe 20 minutes left of the movie. And I was like, it was like right when she, the hologram of joy, the advertisement says, Oh Joe, like Mm -hmm. you you look like a good Joe or whatever. And I was like, that's where I was like, okay, I'm just going to peek the time real, real quick. And it wasn't like I was bored or anything. I was just kind of curious to see how much more we had left. Yeah. And I was like, Oh wow. This like really fucking moved. Like it's, it's an oddly slow, but fast paced movie. It's a paradox. It's incredible. Yeah. And everyone's really weird. turned off or complaining about the length, and it's like, stupid. Fucking Transformers was... <laughs> that made a billion dollars. Fucking Transformers 4 was two hour 49. It's like three minutes longer. <laughs> Somebody made a, a fake commercial for this where they were just... All it was was pull quotes where people talked about how long it was, and they're like, Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049 is the number one movie in America by length. Like, it's really long, says <laughs> somebody. It's two minutes longer than Avatar. <laughs> was one of, the, <laughs> one of the pull quotes somebody said. It, was, it doesn't feel that long, though. I, no. I genuinely was, like, engaged and, like, just in awe an, of what they put on yeah. this fucking screen. It's an like, artful epic, and it's like... it. D- I love that it sets up like there might be this crazy fucking war battle that's gonna happen, and I was starting to get excited for it. I was like, "Ooh, we might see a, that!" Like they might have hidden that there's this crazy battle scene that's gonna happen in this movie, and then we don't even get it. And I was so happy we didn't get it. You know what I mean? Because that's not that's not the point of Blade Runner. No, it's not. And Ridley Scott probably would have done it. You're right. You're absolutely right. He. I'm, I'm curious as to how much power he had he he didn't write it he produced it obviously it's his production company yeah. and whatnot but like man like it didn't really have him at all in this no like this is all Denis. Like, i would it was all Denis. i would love if it was like he's how many of Denis's other movies have you seen out of curiosity arrival and sicario That's you haven't it. seen i haven't seen enemy i'm a, i'm like prepared to blind buy it on amazon because fuck it um and i've seen yeah, prisoners right. prisoners is really good i gotta see prisoners that's on my i might watch that tomorrow yeah. honestly i might just do a Denis, that's like two uh, and a Denis half binge. that movie's like 220 or something like that Sicario's not short either I from what Sicario i remember it's closer to two it might be i just kind of let me see i'm looking it yeah. up right arrival, now arrival Sicario. arrival i picked up on amazon like a week or two ago, I haven't got a chance to watch uh, it. Yeah. Sicario's two hours and one minute. Yeah. It's right on the dot, pretty much. Arrivals around the same thing. I think, if not yeah. a little bit shorter. But wow, Prisoners is two and a half. You're right. It's fu- Prisoners is really good, though. It's a good. It's a good fucking drama. Um, yeah, Arrivals one fifty six. Yeah, just I just Denise, just keep doing what you're doing, and uh, well, he. I think got Dune and Dune has been oh, his passion project. He's Oh man, yeah, whatever. Whatever he's going to he, do, I'm going to see. <laughs> well, he said that. He's like I've always wanted to do Dune my whole life. Dune. And they they saw 
I guess it was a combination of Arrival and probably early cuts of Blade Runner, and they're like, here you fucking go, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be worse than the original. <laughs> they really do whatever the fuck you want. Like that's yeah, he's he's probably gonna get final cut at some point. Is like if he has doesn't have it already. I think he does. I think he said in an interview that this is like his director's cut of Blade Runner and shit. Yeah, which is sick. Sick. Um, sick. Yeah. But yeah, man. Speaking of getting final cut, I just I'm watching the Spielberg documentary, which you definitely need to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said Jaws got him final cut. His like first big movie, he had final cut ever since then. I was like, fuck you, dude. Like that's every, any director ever would kill to have that power. Like yeah, immediately. But Jaws, man. He, I mean, well, yes. no, because it was it was probably the argument about cutting like cutting around the shark, right? Yeah. How it didn't work, and he had to do all that. Yeah. Well, he he wanted to keep showing the shark, and his editor was like, no. We're not. We're going to cut it. Like, we're going to show, just do, like, just as little, just little tidbits. And mm. then they did the, the shark kept breaking, so they did the barrels, which was, like, a new gag that they came up with on the spot. I was like, it's fucking genius. It's fucking genius. The barrels is so, so good. It's so good. Every time, yeah. every time I watch Jaws, which it's always too far spaced out than it should be, I always just go, man, I, why don't I watch Jaws more? It's my dad's favorite movie, so I watch it pretty frequently. And it's we have like perfect. every fucking edition that's ever oh, come out on like DVD. It's like we have more copies of that than we do of Avatar. I, um, wow. Yeah, possibly. I think we have about the same amount. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 he, he said I went three times over budget and three times my production schedule of that. I was supposed to only shoot like 55 days and it ended up being like 150. <sighs> I was like, that's fucking crazy. I didn't know that. That's insane. Jesus fucking crazy. Yeah, he said it was the worst shoot. Is like, like the the production itself was like absolute hell. Yeah, but he there's so many good scenes. I feel like we're definitely in like a end territory. But that scene on the ferry, that where it's just one shot on the ferry and you take a ferry ride for a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. It's like the mayor and like a couple other dudes, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, and it, it, yeah. Every, oh, so the extras are just great. Like everyone's just so good. They shot at Martha's Vineyard, which if I'm ever, I'm go. gonna, I was, I was there when I got my surgery over the summer. Um, wasn't and, a shark attack uh, that you had surgery. No, it was, a, it was a hernia attack. How is that? <laughs> a what? Oh. It's okay. I still have to take it. <laughs> my dad's favorite line man we always joke about that oh what uh, uh what it's a tiger shark um the but if if i go again i should i'm gonna bring you up there and i'll tr- take you to all the locations and stuff that they shot draws at yeah fuck yeah man and we, we can go to the bar where they did a ton of drugs too all right all right, all right. yeah that's fine <laughs> i'm almost a year sober sure we don't have to drink. I there. know. You I'm just being. I was bragging. It's like nine it, now. It just, it's twelve thirty here. So now it's nine days. That's pretty fucking cool. Go me. Uh, hey, hey, I'm almost there. I, I think I'm celebrating by going to see Geostorm. Oh my god, dude! They showed a trailer for it before fucking Blade Runner. <laughs> I was like, ah, fucking Geostorm. I'm getting so, Brandon. I keep talking about Geostorm, and I'm just getting people hype. I'm like Geostorm's <laughs> fucking hype man right now. Brandon's like. My roommate Brandon, the most saw Blade Runner with. He's like, 
we gotta fucking see this movie, it's dude. Gonna <laughs> he had, like be... he, he didn't know anything about it. He's like, I oh, told my, my God, boss about movie. it today, and he like watched the trailer. He was like, oh my God, this is insane. He's like, when I get home, I'm gonna just go down the Geostorm rabbit hole. I was like, yeah, because I just like didn't. I like I saw a trailer for like a, over a year ago because yeah. like you said, it got delayed a bunch, and I was like, what? And then they were like, they added like I guess they added the plot line of like someone like manip like it's someone's evil doing <laughs> that they're like they're causing this, and I was like, what? Like that's crazy. <laughs> it's insane. And it's so there's like, an, doc, there's like a Dr. Evil character just like, I'm, I'm creating a storm that'll ruin the entire world. And trying to assassinate the president. I hope it's a mystery and it's like, it's a twist ending where it's like, Jim Sturgis, it was you the whole time, <laughs> the mastermind of the Geostorm. But I lined up, um, I, we're in, I, I, whatever. Uh, for Andrew Makes a Case, I, I got our guest um, that I'm going to rope into uh, seeing Geostorm with us who's like an actual uh, he's a local movie critic so we're gonna have like somebody who's actually like done movie oh, nice. reviews and stuff That's i'm cool. pretty fucking excited i think i'm gonna i have like 20 i'm bragging about this i think i have twenty five thousand recoil points i never use and i'm just gonna like use that to get people tickets i think i bought two i bought two imax tickets for blade runner and like got all the fucking points for that i was like i don't ever nice. use these it's like eight to get a new ticket so i can get a lot of fucking t- i have like Four oh, tickets wow. that, I'm like, what? What? What do I want to see but not pay money for? Geo store. <laughs> what else? Oh, dude, the P Rim trailer was unreal oh, on a big screen. It's good. I was like, P Rim. He's like, he's gonna cancel. Charlie cancels the apocalypse too. Electric Boogaloo. It's <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. I just We're remembered gonna- this. This is a thing I don't think we ever talked about. And I remember this came up. You brought up War Dogs. And my brain went, oh, I didn't really want to see that. But then I started thinking about the Because Todd Phillips did. And I don't love Todd Phillips movies. He thinks he can do dark comedies well. But he just makes dark movies. Yeah. I didn't. He. Uh, yeah. Well, let's say what you were going to say. I, I cut you off too much. I apologize. Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, War Dogs was a two-hour movie that felt like a three-hour movie. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I'll say. That's fair. Um, it was really poorly paced. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It was like had some decent bits. Jonah Hill had a really good character. Like he, his laugh was really funny. He was like, <laughs> it was like something like that. It was just kind of funny because he was just like grossly overweight yeah. and like looks really unhealthy. And, and you know, I'm glad he's better now. But like, there were some good parts. But like overall, I was just like, all right, that's once on HBO go kind of thing. Yeah. Like, is whatever. Yeah. But go ahead. Uh, Todd Phillips is doing the, he's directing the Scorsese produced Joker standalone movie that they're doing. I'll be damned if that actually happens. I don't think it's going to happen. Todd Phillips, Sean, I think he's the only person who can actually do that. Yeah, I, I just, like, don't want it to happen because it's just going to, like, confuse people. Also, and it's like... Well, if like, the universe isn't going to be cohesive anymore, which is what they said, just do one-offs. I don't give a shit. Well, yeah, if you're going to, like, if they're just going to blow it all up after Justice League, then fine. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'd rather have, like, good standalone Superman movies and good standalone Batman movies. Even if, like, you keep the cast, fine, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. I liked Henry Cavill enough, and I love Ben Affleck enough, so... Uh, whatever. Like, it, I, it doesn't need to be Marvel if they just do cool and like maybe it's like a cameo, like it pops in and like you know I don't know. Like, 
it doesn't have to be the Avengers universe. It could be exactly. its own, like, because the DC multiverse, fucking Dark Knight trilogy, like the fucking Dark Knight trilogy is amazing, yeah. and Superman, the original Superman movie, just like do good movies. That's all I care about. It doesn't have to be connected. If it is connected, that's cool. But like, DC could do it, a multiverse uh, where it's just like, yeah, it's all, which I think is what they're trying to do. It should if they keep if they keep calling Flash Flashpoint. Yeah, because then they could say know. that not only is Man of Steel that's, can't, smart. that's probably smarter. That that's like you know what that does that's making if it would work if it worked it would make them they'd be able to franchise it would be you'd be getting the franchise benefits of calling it the DC multiverse while just having a bunch of separate franchises that don't connect. Have much of that? You could have five different people playing the Joker. Yeah, you could. You could be. You could have fucking murderous Batman. You could have not murderous Batman. And guess what's canon under this multiverse? Christopher Reeve, Burton, Schumacher, Mm. the '90s Flash TV show, Justice League Unlimited, the animated Batman, Steel with Shaquille O'Neal, Static, Uh Static Shock. Uh, the Supergirl movie. I'm just trying to do deep cuts. Uh, Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. Halle Berry, Catwoman. Uh, Ooh. Uh, um, uh, uh, I think there's uh, Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex. Uh, Green Lantern. Oh. Uh, Constantine. The TV show. Uh, no, the movie with Keanu. Both. <laughs> Both. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah no. I, I. Fuck that. That's like that's actually an interesting idea. Like they could do that. That'd just be like a kind of a fuck you business. I'd be like Sega fucking Zemeckis directs Flashpoint too. Yeah, I. Who knows about that though? Like what, Zemeckis hasn't done like a like a adventurey kind of actiony thing. He's been doing. What did he? What did he just do recently that was like pretty good? He did Flight a couple years ago. Robert. <laughs> Robert Zemeckis. Oh, are you? Oh, your computer. You have to shout um, out to Google. I forgot. You there. Uh. Uh, he did the walk with JGL. Oh, that was it. That was okay. I didn't see that. I was like, if I'm not seeing an IMAX TV, right. I was like, I, that to me, I was like, I'll just watch the documentary. Like, are you gonna make a yeah? Movie I mean, than the documentary. Yeah. No. Yeah, you're right. No, you didn't really need to watch it, but no. it was it was like it was good. It was like cool. I liked that. The 3D was used well, I thought. I was like, whoa, when I was seeing that. But yeah, yeah uh, it was it was fine. Yeah. The, um, his, conv- his accent is more convincing than Ewan McGregor's, so. <laughs> yeah. Only slightly, though. Yeah. I'm the French guy. So I'm kind of confused. Do you think did Kylo Ren get a new mask? I'm looking at stills from the trailer. No, I, it looks like somehow had it. Well, because he it fell down the chasm when. Oh, that's a plot hole. We'd have to retcon that in the spinoff. Unless like someone's like here. What if Snoke like gifts him a second one, and like he rejects it? That that actually be kind of a cool moment where it's like, look. I don't need we it. We repaired your face. Dad. And it looks like here's a th- there's a thing in the he's got a cool scar thing in the trailer, but you don't know that. Uh where it's like here, while while you're healing, you can put here's your helmet and your mask to start using again. Um but he doesn't want to but like maybe he's like 
gets it and he tries it on. Badass now. Yeah, he tries it on, but he doesn't like it. He rejects that to kind of bring himself out or something. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I just wanted to say the Todd Phillips thing where it's like Hangover Part 2 is a fucked up dark movie presenting itself as a comedy where it's like it's a grimy movie. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the guy who can make a Joker standalone movie. If the whole movie feels like that and keeps telling itself that it's hilarious, <laughs> like, all right? Hey, you're making a case, I'm Andrew. Making... <laughs> 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 I probably sounded terrible in the microphone. It's funny. It's funny. Um, uh, I'll let you go, though. Am, I'm so tired. We t- Blade Runner. Uh, we hit the Blade. <laughs> I think we're longer than the movie. We're close. Two forty-two. I think it's two forty-one. <laughs> we went the whole length of Blade Runner, so you could either see that or, and watch this and waste five and a half hours of your life, or uh, <laughs> or no, shoot kidding. yourself. I don't fucking know. Don't do that. <laughs> no, don't no, do that. No, uh, no. I'm just giving Sean more things to have to edit out. Uh, whatever. <laughs> So Blade Runner 2049, I'm going to give it four out of four sauces. I think it was saucy. I'm going to give it um, a 2049 out of 2049. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's not, I'd like, seriously, I'd probably give it a strong, like, nine out of ten. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. probably yeah. a nine point something out of ten. Like, I don't know. I, it's, no, it's really it good. stuck with me. It was a great theater going experience. There's a couple things that I don't love, but no movie's perfect. No movie's perfect, except for uh, like Children of Men. Everyone's got their one. <laughs> yeah, that might be. I mean, that's that's just my that's just my favorite movie. So I'm just being all whatever. I'm just. You know what else is? You know what else is a perfect movie? Uh, Godzilla 1998. Oh well, yeah, no, that went without saying. That's but I'm glad that you said it. Because everyone else knows. All of our listeners know. Everyone knows that. You trash the garden. We're we're all going to be pissed. (laughs) And on that note, listen, rate, subscribe. Uh, Sean, where are you writing? What's that thing you're writing for again? The website? Uh, It's the Pop Top. The Pop Topic launches October 17th. I'm hoping this this podcast will be up before then. I'm almost done editing the last two, so this will probably be the next one I edit. I mean, it definitely will be, but yeah. Wow, cool. Uh, I got Andrew Makes a Case. There's be more episodes of that coming soon. We might have like three or four coming out this month, which is insane, where everything's going to be regular from this point, like release-wise. But at this point in recording, I got... We're recording another one in like 11 hours. Uh, and I haven't watched the movie or slept. So we'll see how that goes. Um, uh, and then, yeah, so we'll have, we might do two tomorrow, but there will be those coming out. Um, listen, rate, subscribe to that. Otherwise, Sean will be, uh, will be keeping an eye on you if you uh, catch the Star Wars trailer. I might just fucking watch it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'll be so, I'm torn. If you didn't do it during this record, I'm just going to be pissed. <laughs> I didn't. No, I know. No, it would have been some great uh, content. Or oh, you yeah. should just I'll watch it and then we hit stop. <laughs> we don't talk about it. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, on that note, everybody, thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, I'll see. What are we going to. What, what are we,
Justice League might be. There will be some. Next. No, Thor's before maybe. that. I, is it Thor? Is Thor's before? Yeah, but <laughs> Thor. Uh, maybe we could do um, one of those random ones where it's like we have a couple of episode ideas where it's like, do you want to just take a topic and just talk about it for like two hours? Like, what if we just do Austin? We Sean and Andrew talk about Austin Powers oh, for no reason. dude, I would totally do Austin yeah. Powers. I'd have to watch them all, but I don't know. I'm down. Why don't we do? I mean, I'll, I'll try to see Kingsman. We could do Kingsman, but I, I know it's not really that fresh for you. Yeah, but I don't know, and I also don't know if I want to spend money on it either. Yeah, if you end up, I don't know. Well, we can probably hit stop hitting record in a second, but yeah. Wait, I, uh, bef- yeah, uh, just uh, before we go, I just want to say Sean Kylo Ren completely murders Princess Leia in the trailer, <laughs> and have a good night. And Han Solo's back as a cyborg. Yep, and long live Porgs. Porks, 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 porks.